Hey, Twisters. Thanks for tuning in. Episode 34. We had a good time smoking on them fire bros. That shit was some fire, bruh. We went on a couple different strains. We grabbed a sativa here, the pineapple pancakes, and then the indica and the Camelition man. We also laced up some blunts and took some dabs. It was all fire. Shit had us bright and shiny and extra twisty. You know we had a special guest on this week. The new hire over there at Cushman's Linwood, Brandon. Make sure you go check him out. Get yourself some fire from him. He's well-educated on the dabs. And you know we always be drinking up in here. So, hey, we got on the Fremont Dark Star, like always. Went in on some Odin's Reserve Series. This oak-aged imperial stout. 10%, boy, you know that was twisting. And one of my new favorite beers, this Woot Stout from Stone Brewery. Very, very sweet taste on that one. Also coming in at that 11%. We touched on the state laws of Massachusetts. They got rec weed and medical weed. Talked about my trip to Chicago and really educated this young buck on how to sell some weed properly. Welcome to the sesh. What up, Twisters? If you enjoyed the 420 card game we played back on episode 24, here's your chance to get a copy. Go to brotatogames.com. Put in the coupon code TWISTANTALK10. That's lowercase letters, TWISTANTALK, and the number 10. That'll get you 10% off. What up, Twisters? If you like rolling blunts like we do, you got to get on to leafonly.com. It's my favorite source for all your whole leaf tobacco needs. They got all kinds of different Fronto, tons of stuff to check out, and it's way more affordable than any other wrap I can find. Use the promo code TWIST, the letter N, TALK, and that's capital T's on both TWIST and TALK. It's all one word, no spaces. Save you 5%. You can be smoking like we do. Keep it twisted. Hey, Twisters, we got some ad space available. So if you're a part of a company or have a product that you think we would really enjoy, hit us up. Shoot us an email at twistletternTalk at gmail.com. Or shoot us a DM on Instagram at Twist and Talk Podcast. That's Twist, the letter N, Talk Podcast. At a critical time, when young people must make decisions that will shape their future, the people who become dependent upon marijuana are dependent on an escape that makes the unreal seem beautiful and the reality of life seem unnecessary. Hey, I'm sweaty. <laughs> a little sweaty on this one. I'm sweaty, he I'm says. I'm sweaty. Welcome to episode 34, boys. We're getting sweaty, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so sweaty today. <laughs> That's hey, a strong start just coming in hot. No pun intended. He wanted to shake my hand, and I just wanted to dap him up because I'm sweaty because he's cutting out, and so that just happened to be the intro. That's, you know? that's right. Yeah. You know, All right. Timing and place. There it is. Is that what it is, though? Episode 33, is that what I heard? Yeah, 34. 34. 34. 34. Shit. Yeah, right, we're, 34. We're, we're officially in our mid-30s, guys. <laughs> Episode. Oh, man. And just like those in their mid-30s, we were finally starting to get our shit together. Just figuring it out. Yeah. Is that real? I don't know. Sure it's not a midlife crisis on the horizon? Uh, um. We're going to get there eventually. I think that's usually right around that 30, <laughs> 40s. Thir- 35, 40 range. All right. That's when you start getting that midlife crisis. After yep. you figured everything out and you've realized this is oh, life. I've been fucking up. <laughs> this, is, this is life, and now you've got to completely change your shit in order to follow your pursuit of happiness yeah that's that's midlife crisis status so that's where we're at in episode 34 <laughs> so uh today we got a, a special guest in the house again we're gonna try to make this more of a regular thing we got brandon he's uh coming uh to us from cushman's linwood mm-hmm. brand new hire brand new to the industry and so we're gonna get the uh gonna get that fresh perspective exactly see what it's like for a newbie to be out here trying to do it. Right? How you doing, so, man? I'm doing pretty great. How you doing? I'm doing good, dude. We're just chilling. All right. Here's... Before we get started, um, 
would like you to share anything you'd like to promote as far as like your social media, Instagram, anything you want to share so people can follow you and figure out if you're a real pothead or not? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my Instagram tag is 425 underscore dab doubt underscore 710. So, yeah. <laughs> Just two underscores before the numbers there. So 425 underscore dabbed out yep underscore 710 710 yeah 710 for oil yeah all right i'm a dabber 425 (laughs) is the area code for everett for those that don't know i've been repping 425 since day one Um, yeah everett i'm a transplant i think of it as like a homish county so in 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 our world you know he always did like acronyms and and associated things like in you know gang life gang Mm -hmm. shit whatever so 425 we always called that's the four quarter boys Okay. Four quarter, oh. four quarters for the whole thing because that's what we are. Fourth quarter, what do you do? Fourth quarters when you put in that extra work. That's when you, you know, you got to go the hardest is in the fourth quarter. Right. Don't matter till then. So that's four two five. That's the four quarter boys yeah, right me there. My homies right. call it the four two filthy. So. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's how you get that pride in your shit. I get yeah. it. I get it. That's how you sink into that hole of Everett. Yep. <laughs> so I tell people because like that's the other thing I say. So you know how one of the deepest places in the united states is out in the puget sound and that's why they have the submarine bases out there and because the sonars can't uh the satellites can't detect the submarines because they're deep enough in the puget sound that enemy uh sonar can't see them or whatever the fuck right and so i always tell people the reason that you get to everett and you can't get out because it's all uphill getting out of everett and it's just a fucking struggle (laughs) right (laughs) once you get here you got to go uphill to get out and you just can't even do it you you just just stay (laughs) you get stuck in all the clay soil and just and then you're in the four two filthy. You are. What, what, what's, that, right. what's that? What's that? What's that face? So Monty? Smoking Mon- Monty's here. got a face on. Monty's breaking yeah, it up. Yeah, I've been like checking out this weed. We're uh, we're smoking Fire Bros. Today. That's right. Uh, OG growers. They've been doing this since like early medical days in this area. Yep. Um, they were kind of a. Uh, they had a good hype. Like the Fire Bros would drop, and people would be excited to get mm-hmm. their stuff. You know, it was kind of like it was kind of like, kinda kinda like the, the top shelf of the medical industry. It really was. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I think they were kind of. Um, what do I want to say? Like a trendsetter and what uh, eventually Rec kind of looked like. Sure. As far as like the quality, consistency, mm-hmm. uh, the branding. Packaging. Packaging. Yeah, yeah. you name it. Um, but that being said, uh, not a huge sativa smoker, but we're on this uh, pineapple pancakes. Right. So we got a few strains from these guys right now. Yeah. This is a uh, pineapple super silver haze crossed with blueberry pancakes. It says it's one of their, it says it's their first exclusive in-house cross. Happy little accident resulting from a clandestine late night uh, dalliance. Between two of our favorite strains, potent, syrupy, sweet, with a characteristically sativa look, these burly buds will batter your senses, butter you up, and are an essential part of a balanced breakfast. Interesting. I love okay. how they put all that on there. Right. All those articulations, okay. and, yep. you know. It's loud. Is it's it? really loud, yeah. It I've smells been... like crazy sativa. Like, yeah, it does really smell like the pineapple, kind of super silver, mm-hmm. um, kind of acridy, almost like... Uh, train wrecky kind of vibe sure, kind of, I, I related to that just hazy smell like that yeah. haze smell it's got that kind of piney yeah. like almost lemony kind of way about it and it's a little bit sweeter i think because the pineapple from what and that was just from me smelling it from like you know a few feet away right if I, it also has like that blueberry pancakes part of it i feel like i've kind of smoked blueberry pancakes before by itself and it's just a really doughy sweet fruity flavor like it's really kind of like doesn't have a lot of skunk or musk or like earthiness about it it's very doughy and just kind of sweet and the bud itself is like really kind of nice, almost as like far lemon, as how it's if you will. Breaking up, it's uh, really like perfect moisture. It's not too dry at all. These guys nice. have these guys have a really nice website. 
Fire Bros? Yeah. They're definitely on that Squarespace status oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, this is a nice one. Yeah, they got it set up good. Yeah, it's like it's got all the it's I would say it follows right in form with their uh uh their packaging aesthetic. It's very minimal and, and pleasing and very I would say uh maybe just flattering for the cannabis itself. That's really cool. Yeah, all these packages on that white background really make them pop like that. They do. Looks they nice. do. So Brandon, you ever smoked this weed before? You want to give a impression I have of it? Not, no. Check yeah. out these buds while I roll it. Yeah. Have it's you smoked fun. Fire Bros at all or I have before back in the medical days. Yeah. yeah. Like uh that's actually where I first started smoking them. Like they had their shatter game was on point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm more of an oil guy, but yeah, I love I always appreciate good flour. Yeah. So speaking of oil, we do have the um We've got the live resin, which is looking phenomenal. Looks like it's got a few rocks in there for mm-hmm. us even. But uh we got the live resin of the pineapple pancakes. And then as Cam mentioned, we do have a another strain which is going to be more on the indica side for us we grabbed up the uh chemilition man which is chem sister times trace dog which is trace dog is a is a chem dog yeah like, by chem dog by, yeah, by chem dog right yeah, yeah. Back, back cross, back cross. Back cross. yeah that's good weed i've been smoking on that i've, I've gone through two eights of it so the uh i like the you know as monty wrote or read about the pineapple pancakes there that's there this description right here is funny as fuck <laughs> right exactly yeah. so they I put was, these descriptions on the back the other one i forget what other strain they had they had a I've nice got, little like haiku on there a poem of some sort you, you know what's funny i've got i've got their ewok over here too i don't have the yeah. flower of the ewok but i got their jar of ewok so, so read so that one i'll read well, yeah hey, okay, before read you get into that you want to hear some funny shit yeah so i went to see the new terminator movie with the homie yeah and i was like what can i what, what's gonna pair good with terminator i'm like well, this is the only weed I got that's anything like a 90s fucking action flick. Chemilition, <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. So here it says, cryogenically suspended in 1993, we finally defrosted this sterling genetic cross. Sit back, enjoy this chem-heavy smoke. Let yourself drift off into the utopia, and you'll be using the three seashells like an expert in no time. Pairs great with Taco Bell and Green Jello. Hey. Be well. Be well. There it is. That's you guys great. remember that movie though, Demolition Man? Right. Yeah. With if you, if y'all are too young to have seen Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone, just duke it out in the future. Yeah. You owe yourself. It's crazy. Yourself that's a couple hours. Get, to that gotta movie. get in there. Yeah. When I see a lot of two the things actors. that we have now, I think of that movie because a lot of the futuristic shit they had in that movie, we actually Super have on now. Point, so yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty weird. Sandra Bullock. It's all good. The other part of that is my brother, you know, he's half black, half white, but he has blonde hair. Mm. And in that movie, Wesley Snipes has dyed blonde hair. Uh-huh. So when my when that movie came out, my brother was like six uh, I'm already or something. In it. I'm already so in all it. my homeboys all called him Demolition Man. That's, That's what's funny as fuck. He That's what's up. You know, he ain't dark like Wesley Snipes or nothing, but he had blonde <laughs> ass hair when he was young. He had really blonde hair. Right. So I've seen some of the some of the labels on the on the Fire Bros stuff. The Ewok seems to be a bit more tame. Um, of oh, course. Really? Yeah. Well, I think just because it's like I don't know. I think I think they're they're bringing it out for uh, for nostalgia and probably for like a status reasons. Maybe I don't know. It seems like it. What Let's see. Got? The the one the only the Fire Bros hand picked phenotype grown from seed in the winter of the 2013 Cannabis Cup hybrid category. We're bringing it back and making it great again. No, except no substitutes. Yeah, so, pretty tame. Not as yeah. fun. Not as yeah. fun. But it's it's so Ewok is one of the ones. It was my first experience with Fire Bros for sure. Um, heavy body hide to it, but nothing that really puts you under under the like under the couch or anything kind yeah. of like that. It's just a really 
stony high like that i would say that uh after smoking it for such a long time i don't remember the flavor as much as i did from way back when <laughs> the flavor of this one kind of has that basement funky kind of um wet carpety mildewy almost smell to it it's got a really strong it sounds so appealing when you put it that I way i know but it's like it, it's it's got it's just like fresh it, like the the other side of that that smell to me is also fresh soil so it's like if, if you will it's like it smells like fresh rain on like you know sure like like a topsoil um Cheers, guys. I want to take a sip of this beer before yeah, absolutely. I Absolutely. We got the uh, Fremont Dark Star just split it between all of us. Cheers. Oh, oh. there <laughs> it is. Make contact. So, uh, Brandon, you much of a blunt smoker? What do you, what you said you're kind of an oil head. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll smoke a blunt. I prefer joints, but I mean, if they're rolled and it's getting, getting in rotation, I'll definitely get on it. Um, right. Damn, I'm surprised you rolled that that fast. Every time I'm rolling, <laughs> people are bitching that I'm just super <laughs> slow. Like, uh, I, They're like, are you still rolling that? Like, hey, I'm taking my time. I'm showing it some love. <laughs> like, you know, like, I often will end up rolling one. While these guys are like finishing this one, like I don't know, yeah, I just keep them rolling. Keep yeah, I'm rolling. Yeah. yeah, there you go. One, one, um, one of the last episodes, he went to he went to race me. <laughs> I raced him into a fucked up blunt though. That's right. That's <laughs> and, right. and I wasn't even trying to like really race him. I was just like, I'll just start rolling one now too. You know, just like then yeah. I have another one on deck. And then he's like, oh shit! So he started going fast. That was when you weren't here. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. and then it, be- it it ended up doing it super tight, and like the thing just hardly. He smoked. did it tight. Or yeah, did it I did it way too tight. tight. Gotcha. I, yeah. Trying to rush. Um, trying to trying to rush it. Are you yeah. familiar with uh? You I'm, I'm sure you smoke backwards, right? Oh yeah, I've smoked backwards before. Yeah. All right. Is so, that what that is? No, this is frontal leaf. So oh, okay. uh, it's actually like a whole tobacco leaf, similar to what a backwood looks like, all like a you know oh, rough and natural, un- untreated though. We've got um, a whole Tupperware container <laughs> yeah, of them exactly. right now. It's kind of sitting on the couch. It was just a whole bunch of tobacco leaves right there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it offers a smooth smoke, really nice and nicotine buzz. Um, I would yeah. say nothing too intrusive okay. on the flavor. It's no added flavor. No added flavors. So you still get the cannabis flavor, nice. Absolutely. Yeah, you're okay. not fighting that. Uh, flavoring or whatever yeah like mm-hmm. extra honey or sweeted right. sweetness added to the mm-hmm. to the paper and i do recommend after you hit it a couple of times taking another sip of that beer because it'll it'll change pair well yeah pa- yeah it okay. changes the flavor of the beer and the weed okay so it's pretty it's pretty right. good um well we're getting this fired up all we're doing the state of massachusetts this this week oh yeah yeah i'm pretty excited about that because i've got another hockey trip coming up in january to boston so oh I'm, man, I'm dude, you're going that. everywhere. This is a this is a this is a big experience for not just it probably is. you, but for everybody. It is, or not very, just for your son, big. but for you, for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we just were in Chicago last week, which was a lot of fun, man. So we used to have Jessica, who worked at the Linwood store, mm-hmm. who was from Chicago, and she would always complain about the food out here, and just was always homesick and like, man, I just really miss home. And I was like, whatever, it's great out here, da 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 da. The food's good, and I used to always be like, nah, you're good, whatever. And she was like, kind of depressed about it, and she moved back home. Mm-hmm. But uh, more to my point, when I went there after I left, I was like, yeah, if I was from here. I would be homesick as fuck too. I get Damn. it. I think they've got a huge like, culture in Chicago. It was. It was like the people were cool. That like everything, like the the whole feeling and the whole vibe of the, the city, the food, everything was very, very welcoming and like very uh, home home feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I get that. So Weather's I, enough for me to say no to that to that city though. So the first day we got there, it was snowing pretty hard. Yeah, that's how that's how it goes. And then it was just cold enough. It was probably like in the low 40s the whole rest of the week we were there, but it didn't snow at all. Interesting. And we went down and we saw all the cool stuff, the Chicago mm-hmm. Cubs. And Did you the, go to see the... the- that, the, that tall ass building. Oh uh, yeah, we went to the Sears Tower. We just is took it a Sears picture. Tower. It's it was called a Willis something Tower. different now. Is it Willis Tower? Yes. What the fuck is that fucking thing? It is. 
Yeah, it changed whenever I was up there. Yeah, it's the Willis Tower now. Okay. And then the bean, I don't know if you know what that is. It's a big yep. chrome, like lima bean looking thing. Yep. And I'll post a picture of it on our Instagram. But it was, so the first day we went there, it was snowing. <laughs> and so everything was covered in snow. So I was like, oh, cool, a chrome bean I can look at my face in. But then the next time we went there, it was a sunny day because mm-hmm. it was all clear, you know, clear, cold days. Yep. And then you could see what it was really for to where when you stand and look at it, you can see the whole cityscape behind you in the bean, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, this shit is dope. Whereas the first day I was like, man, I'm out here in the snow getting wet over some mm-hmm. bullshit. This is dumb. But <laughs> right. then it was all good. Um, I did bring weed to me with Illinois, weed with me to Illinois. So okay. I kind of wanted to touch on how I, how I, what, I smuggled it? I smuggled the weed? Is it smuggling it? these days? Can I, can I <laughs> interject just real quick before I pass this? Yeah. Um, let's hear it. A little caveat to blunt smoking. You may, oh, like, yeah. um, just try to tell people cause sometimes it gets, it gets rowdy. Uh, to avoid like runs, mm-hmm. I would say little short puffs where you kind of get like a mouthful of wheat, uh, of uh, smoke and then bring that mouthful in. And you, you'll even notice it's a smoother hit because the mouthful of smoke has some time to cool mm-hmm. off before you just draw it into your lungs. For uh, sure. And that'll keep the cherry nice and small. I find that the smaller the cherry, the lower the temp and the better the terp taste. Um, and that being said, don't be afraid to take like four hits or some shit, whatever the hell you feel comfortable. Like take a few, enjoy yourself. But like I would tell people... Enjoy yourself with the blunt and don't feel like rushed to get it to the next person. Because I find when that is the case, more often than not, it gets um, runs and it gets runs, runs and a really huge big cherry and all this stuff. So yeah, just just a little reminder, you know, take your time with it, enjoy it, um, taste it. Oh. But uh, we say smoke it like your own. Yeah, yeah. smoke right. it like your own, but don't chief it. Yeah, don't exactly. chief my shit for sure. <laughs> so when I so I was in Chicago for five days. And I was in, in my preparation of like, all right, so five days, how much weed is that that I need to bring with me? How much dabs is that, that I need to bring with me? Let me start doing some blunt math. All the fucking equations come flying exactly. from behind his so head. It's, like, a, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful mind up in here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like, Calculus. Right. Ten days. That equals uh, four dabs a day. So that's a half gram a day. And then let's see, it's at least two blunts a day. So that's two grams of weed a day. And that's if I'm just smoking by myself very conservatively and only dabbing like once in the morning, once after a hockey game, before the next hockey game, then after that hockey mm-hmm. game. So carry and the that, two. Right, um, exactly. So, so I'm like, <laughs> all right, so that's, that's 10 grams of weed and two grams of dab. Yep. So two grams of dab, that'll be enough. I know I'll be able to last that for five days, an indica and a sativa, you know, hook that up. And then I was like, man, mm-hmm. that means I need to try to bring like a half ounce of weed. How the fuck am I going to sneak like a half ounce of weed with me of multiple strains? It's not like I want to put all the weed in one bag because right. I have, you know, oh, God. six different strains. <laughs> that I, <laughs> six different strains that I want to bring with a total of like three grams of each one is what I is what I'm boiling down to. Yeah, it's a hard life to keep up with, man. You know, you realize what how spoiled you are when you travel oh, that's man. how it was when i went to denver too i was like the fuck am i gonna do out here oh dude I, like the last moment i just panicked state. yeah and i was going to another place i had weed for sale and i was just like fuck it i'm just putting whatever weed i got in a baggie and going right. <laughs> and i'm so glad i did too and everybody i smoked out my shit i was like here hit this this is gonna change your deal they're like right. what i'm like this is from seattle this is like and i, and I procure like the dank yeah. <laughs> and they're like they hit it they're like oh okay yeah that you do that's what i was doing in chicago yeah, it feels great. good, huh? So then what I did was, and so instead of, so then I got all the weed that I wanted to, to bring with me and it ended up being like four, like a half ounce, 13 grams. And I took each strain and I cut it up 
ready for a blunt. Okay. And then I put it in the corner of a baggie and tied sealed it up. It, sealed nice. And then I put a little piece of paper in there with what the strain name was on it. You know? <laughs> Covered it in KY and <laughs> shoved it up his ass. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I did that with like five different strains or whatever. Six different strains. I don't even remember. Butt full of drugs. Yeah. And then I put them all in one jar. <laughs> So everything was like super, super compact. And then, you know, like then a... I just put the whole jar up my ass. There you yeah. go. I've seen yeah. that so video. It's just one thing to get out and not 10. <laughs> that blunt tastes good. Like I, I hate on sativas because they just like, they give me all uppy uppy. But honestly, it tastes really good. I'm not, I'm not really that mad about it. I, I like, I think that we like it's, it's smoking super nice, nice gray ash. Yeah, very hit. gray ash. Yeah, not not like I coughed a little bit, but yeah, it's smooth. It's smooth. Yeah, it's nice, and the flavor comes through super strong. Like, right, fucking killing it. So I like, I like it. reps where it doesn't like affect the flavor of the weed. Like that's my favorite. Definitely. Yeah. So what'd you think of this? Oh, it's really tasty. I really like it. I kept on smelling this nug because it smells super skunky. Is like I really like this smell. Would you uh, would you shove that up your ass and take it to Illinois with you? I mean, if I had to, like as long as that smell stayed the same. <laughs> so have you ever, Brandon, have you ever uh, transported with drugs? Transported yeah. with weed, I should say, not drugs? Yes, I have. I actually took the train allegedly. from Medford, Oregon. And uh, I was actually super nervous. But uh, Hey, that allegedly on a t-shirt. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah, I took the train from Medford, Oregon up to Everett and... Uh, yeah, no problems, honestly. Like, uh, had to transfer trains uh, one time, so just grabbed my bag from below and, like, made sure my stuff was still in there, like, zipped mm-hmm. it back up. It was like, all right, next train. Like, we're yep. all straight, so, yeah, it was all good. Yeah, because I brought my dad rig, too. Yeah, oh, I put hey. it all in my, my uh, checked luggage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the jar and the dab rig were in my little, like, carrying ca- case thing, and mm-hmm. two grams of dab, my dabber. And then when I get there, you got to buy that. You can't carry. You can't bring a torch. Right. No. You can't put any no torches. No torches yeah. allowed. So yeah, you can no, travel no with your rig, though, right? As long as yeah. it's clean. Right. Yeah. Okay. No residue. Yeah. And, in, and even you, if a residue's on there, I'm sure you it's... put things through check when you're check luggage. It's really a lot more safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll check so. it. I mean, like I've had, like I've had, like so before. I've even had like uh, I've tried to tape up my guitar cases before. That just looks shitty for some reason that looks right. like that looks shady don't do that apparently because they'll cut that shit open and look inside of it very shady looking. i don't know it was like i just didn't i just didn't want it to fall up fall open at, at the end of the day it's like I, I'll, I'll use i'll use the latches but if the latches fail and the thing falls open the guitar will stay in because i taped it all together well they cut the tape off wrong it's yeah. like the latches didn't fall open so the guitar didn't fall out so i guess i was just good to go no matter what but and then i did talk so because i touched on illinois cannabis however long ago five, mm-hmm. five weeks ago whatever it was during the eye week. During the eyes. And um, so I, I went to a smoke shop to buy a torch, and I, ta- I ended up talking with that guy in there for like a half hour about legalize- the legalization like, of weed and what he thought about the mm-hmm. laws coming in effect. Because they're, they're already legal, but everything doesn't go into effect until January mm-hmm. 1st. And so I was asking him as a local what he thought about it, and he pretty much had the same view that we have on our legal yeah. thing. Like, it's cool, it's going to be great that we have legal weed, but they obviously didn't do it right, and da 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 and a lot of the same complaints. <laughs> and he said he tried. He worked at the smoke shop, and he went and tried to put in some applications to be a bud tender, and they were asking him where he went to school for it at. And he was like, there's the not a school for school? it. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. And he just was like... I mean, like, there kind of is maybe some online courses or something right. you could take, but like, there's not Buntender College that I'm aware no. of, and I'm pretty in tune. I don't know. Maybe exactly. there is. I mean, there's out of the loop. But. I would say that there's certain 
there's certain qualification courses for sure, but they're not like credited and they're not like recognized unless right. you, unless, unless you have something that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's gotta be some sort of, uh, some sort of recognized program, I'm sure. But yeah, they have them. I just, I don't know how like valid that is compared I mean, to the person that doesn't. looking for the, the, the certifications. So right. they gotta burn somewhat start valid. one up though? Like yeah, just, Burner from Cookies, didn't he start up a college in, down in California? Well, he didn't a start cookies it. Cookies College or whatever. Or I don't know about Cookies College, but I know there's uh, Oaksterdam down there. That's been okay. a thing for a while. It's been there forever. Yeah. And that's what and that's what I brought up to him. I was like, "There's like Oaksterdam that's been there since fucking the late '90s or early 2000s, whatever that mm-hmm. is." But, but other than that, I don't know what you could do. And he was like, "Yeah, that's what I tried to tell him." But they were just like, "Nope." Hmm. <laughs> I was like, All right, well, good luck, guys. <laughs> right, you know, that's when you just make some shit up. And then when I was so I I bought a torch and then I can't bring it home. And uh, so the day we were leaving, I went back to that place and he was working there and I had my still a half a can of butane in the torch and i was like i can't bring this home what do you and he was like oh i can't return it or anything and i was like no i don't want to return it here you can just have it bro and he was like what I was yeah. Like, yeah here take it i can't do nothing with it i don't have no nobody here to, can have it yeah you can you're the only dude i know here and and he didn't know but i i, I had like maybe a joint worth of weed left after the whole week and this was the day yeah. we we're getting ready to go to the airport airport and so i took that weed that little last bit of baggie and i put it in the lid of the um of the butane can uh, and then yeah, i yeah. gave him both and i was like here you can have this stuff but make sure you go put it in your car right now and he was like oh okay and then so i don't know if he how <laughs> uh, he may not have opened the butane still right now <laughs> right he may not know there's weed in he's it. like yeah oh, this is gas and i think i put this in your car right now it like explodes (laughs) (laughs) you had t-minus allegedly so and he just barely smoked weed uh you know not that much so who knows what he'll do or man no wonder they didn't hire him they're like how much you smoke he's like uh you know i don't really Mm, a little bit joints a day they're like have you been to bud tender college He's like, there ain't no buds in the college. They're like, that's right. You can't be here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's my weed experience in Chicago. And man, I, f- I got some uh, that authentic Chicago deep dish pizza. Yeah. I happened to, we were just walking through when it was snowing and I happened to go into the restaurant. It was the sun of the dude who brought Chicago style pizza to Chicago. Okay. Right. So Uno's is the first Chicago style pizza restaurant. And then this is the son of him. Damn, and so it was. It was people talk so much shit on deep dish pizza. It I really so don't like it. it. There's, there's a it so much so hate. Huh. I there's don't so hate it. Hate. I really just, I wasn't prepared for it, and I didn't like what I got myself into. I wow. don't think it was bad at all. I don't I've had it, it like one time, like proper deep dish. We're not talking right. like Pizza Hut, no. like no. fucking no. gut bomb. We're no. talking like we're talking like sauce on top, like yeah. like yeah, cheese the, on bottom. There's a yeah. there's like a separate crust they bake <laughs> over the thing, and then they yeah. put more toppings it's, on that. Bitch. It's like it's like a pizza lasagna parfait. Yeah, they didn't do the second sure. layer of crust on this. It was oh just, well, there's different styles. But then the other one. So we went to two different places. The the one that was like the OG spot, and then the one that was like the the chain for. Authentic Chicago deep dish pizza mm-hmm. chain, and uh, and so um, and that one you could definitely tell the difference, but it was yeah. fire. And then I went both and got of them, the, or just the one. The first one was really good, and the second one you can tell it was chain style, and it was actually better when it was cold, and it really uh, did seem like lasagna on crust. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because that's the, I don't know. Was it what, where, what was that? What was the second place called? Dijon or uh, Giordano's? Giordano's. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'd eaten pizza. That, yeah. and that was that was that was that was. To me, almost it trash. Was, it was it just was it was a, it was like way too much ingredients and it way was a too pizza big. Hut version of it. Sure. Okay. okay. That's good yeah. to know because like that means that that means there's a little faith left somewhere. Yeah. So oh. the other one was like every bite you were just like holy shit. 
this is fucking delicious. Hmm. And then the other one, you're like, oh, this is good, but I can taste it. This sauce came out of the can. Yeah, it just a lot it wasn't, more. It just, you know what I mean. And the other big difference here was the probably one of the biggest differences is they used sliced mozzarella cheese versus shredded mozzarella cheese. Yeah. So the entire texture of it when you were biting through was, was fucking very 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 different. cheese. Yeah, so that was probably Full one of the piece. other cool things. Huh. And then I actually got to get the uh, original Chicago dog, mm-hmm. which is just about the toppings that are on it more yeah. than anything. And then the good old classic. Chicago beef dip where they take the whole like a roast beef sandwich where they're literally it's like roast beef like you would make at home with like the celery and carrots mm-hmm. and everything in it and make a sandwich out of that and then dip the whole sandwich in au jus oh my and god then I'm serve it to you to sounds oh, fire fucking love fire. au jus yeah I've been wanting to try one of those I'm sucker for French French dip. they put like the jardinier on it those ones yep the hot the man. hot peppers and yeah. the whole nine yeah I so, eat like a so, jar so of jardinier every week is this like hangover sweat from Chicago then that's for sure what uh, it is. Sweating out pizza and peppers and fucking <laughs> cayenne and yeah. whatever's going on. It's been two weeks. I already went through that. What I called the mob sweats. <laughs> One oh, of the God. worst things that I did bring back from Chicago was a fucking hemorrhoid. I tell oh, you what. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Eating all this crazy food. Case of gout. Eating all this crazy food, and then I go back to the hotel, and they just got like sandpaper status, fucking oh, toilet God. paper. You know what I mean? So <laughs> by the time I left there, I was just like, oh God, this isn't gonna be good. And then on an airplane for five hours and oh, then a car for hours and hours. Call that John Wayne toilet paper. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah, it's rough, tough, and don't take shit from no one. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> exactly what it was. Yep, so I've been struggling with that for the week after I was back from Chicago. Like, damn. That city put a hurting on my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call it the Windy City, bro. <laughs> You're just blowing bowels. <laughs> Prolapse assholes oh, everywhere. Yeah. 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 Fucking was putting crazy. the deep in the dish, baby. Oh, man. But yeah, that's, that was I my Chicago trip. Good food and hockey. The boys didn't do the greatest. They tied two and, and lost two, but, you know. Keep whatever. it real with them. You guys didn't do the greatest. There's hey, room for improvement here. Wasn't getting checked by fucking adults. Yeah, right. Was he uh, getting... <laughs> So, <laughs> so that, the Chicago trip was so last week, and I talked about him getting a concussion, mm-hmm. and so because of the way these things come out, the Chicago trip was the weekend before yeah. the Canada trip that gave him the concussion. So, yeah, he didn't get uh, hurt in Canada, or he didn't get hurt in Chicago, but he was still super tired when he went to Canada, and I think that's what helped cause the concussion. Mm. Oh man, a, 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 an adult Canadian took him out. Oh man, yeah, so yeah. yeah. That's a totally different thing too, because like it's not even like an American. No, like, dude, that they, they take, play they play hockey different up they there. They do. They, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's in it's, their blood. <laughs> they dig a hole in their blood. backyard. Yeah. Filled Second with water. nature, if you will. It's right. just it's animal instinct over in Canada. Yeah, they uh, dig well, a hole in their backyard, fill it with water, let it freeze for the winter, and then they got an ice rink in their backyard that you can just practice on mm-hmm. every day, all day, every time. Yeah. Yep. Just take it, take a fall, smash a, smash a kid on on the ice. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like the next drop to a little Wayne song. <laughs> take a fall, smash a kid on the ice. <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, how long have you been smoking weed? Uh, since I was fourteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I started smoking weed when I was fourteen. My homie Andrew got me. I was smoking some. Uh, White Widow. That was the first strain I've ever smoked. I don't shit. know how old yeah. you are, so, so right, how yeah. long? So, like, what year were you? How 14? old are you? I'm 24. So, 24, 10 years. So 10 years ago. Yeah. So, 2000, years 2009. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That was before me. What a year Young to be bucking. alive. Base Nectar was popping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. So what was what was that first uh, smoking experience like? It was some White Widow. Did you roll up? Were you bong hitting? Were you? It was through a pipe. Yeah, uh, we were in the woods, um, trying to keep it hidden from my mom. Still, so I got right. that paranoid high when I got home. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just went straight to bed. I'm tired, mom. Like, right. <laughs> especially on a Widow, which at the time you don't realize you're smoking a sativa. So that's going to add to that anxietyness to you. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's crazy to think about. As a child, or as a child, I guess I was a child, 13, 14, 15, smoking Definitely. weed. The different weeds that maybe, oh no, I think I'm going to go ahead and get out four blocks from home and walk home. Yeah. Just get myself together. And other <laughs> weeds, I was just like, nah, fuck it. Drop me off on the porch. I'm just going in. You know, like, right? and I wonder which weeds were making me have these different perspectives at right. that age. I never even thought about it affecting me in those ways when I was young, mm. you know? Like, you know, now I always talk about smoking for the activity. I guess back then I was smoking to say whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you just get what you get, though, right? Yeah. Right. You're just happy to get some weed, and all of a sudden you're fucking spunning rings. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, my heart. Down. Heart's beating too hard, man. <laughs> I'm English can you, can and history. Hear, can you hear my heartbeat? Because <laughs> it's it's pounding. Did I just say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> um, so so what, uh, what would you say made you... I don't want to say fall in love with cannabis, but we're really sparked your, you know, your, like a passion or, you know, wanting to be in this world and, you know, pursuing cannabis for the last, you know, if you started smoking it 10 years ago and now you're to the point of wanting to have a job in it, obviously you have a little bit more of a passion for it than other people. Of course. Yeah. Well, always, I mean, when you start smoking weed when you're, when you're 14, you just do it to just to get high. But honestly, I watched videos of like how it like helped people having seizures and shit like CBD, like just completely like they're having a seizure for like five minutes and like they have cbd like and then boom they're good and like two minutes later like just not even shaking anymore and like that's just amazing to me like it literally gives me goosebumps like it's just awesome like right. to see that like and how see that medical part of it you know cool cool mm-hmm. definitely how old how old would you say you were whenever you finally started making that direction towards uh the cannabis industry um probably when i was 18 like when medical started coming out i just i instantly got my green card um freaking just honestly just to have that uh good perspective on like good marijuana like and like Mm -hmm. how to um get what patients need like how what good anxiety marijuana is and like yeah gotcha yeah sure where were you shopping at primarily um p2p patient to patient uh they're not open anymore egpn Washington oh, yeah. Herbal Remedies. <laughs> like, all my people. Yeah. yeah, with that naughty, the OG naughty spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hyperbole's cool. old spot, like mm-hmm. they when they had the freaking Terpene Dreams. Hype like squad. It's like my guy right there. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Terpene Dreams? Yeah, Terpene Dreams. Yeah. Oh, sh- how do you know how do you know them? Um, well, I mean, I know them personally. I just met him like last year and like I was super hyped to meet him, honestly. Wait, like, is that Blake? Or um, is that Sean? No, that's. I think it's his name's Chris, I believe. Chris, like Terpene Dreams, because like, Terpene Dreams used to be like the rosin company, right? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Know. Well, I don't. I don't know how he processed it. It was BHO. No, it was BHO. It was BHO. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember Terpene Dreams coming out for a while, and it was uh, it was friends of those cats too. But it was all like really good rosin when uh, it became illegal to make BHO there yeah. at the tail end of medical. So everybody turned to rosin. They were making some really good rosin for sure. I missed peace oil when it was in the medical days. Oh my god. Farmer Joe Parker was running that. Yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. Angela was just at a party with him a couple weeks ago. Mm, I that. know. Yeah, I was I jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. He's like, I'm going to a secret sesh. I'm like, oh, you got invited? I was like, awesome. I like, I asked. Yeah, freaking. That was, that was when Joe, I was but... in Chicago because he hit me up. He was like, what are you doing? You want to go to a party? I was like, I'm in Chicago. Oh mm. man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could have went. I think that was actually at a Hyperbole's new spot. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've yet to go to Hyperbole's new spot. It's uh, kind of small. There one time, yeah. Yeah. Very small. It was small before. Yeah, but they got yeah. that whole. Yeah, it was back. honestly. They got the whole lounge area out back for employees. Oh, only. nice. That's cool. Employees only. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Everybody like the hyperbole is notorious for that whole stoner owner situation. Yeah. The They're owner, great about it. Yeah, the owner really is involved with you know culture. cannabis and the culture and right. consuming the weed and. Did you see their it. setup at Hempfest? They had a whole stage like a dome had, thing, right? No. Uh, they had a so they had the dome thing, and then they also had a DJ stage with a big open area for people to dance in front of it. Yeah, and then behind it, they had like four or five glass blowers set up, just blowing glass all weekend. Yeah, that was dope. To where it was just like the fucking place to be. Just sit there, listen to music, and watch people blow glass. Super cool. Get stoned. It was a fucking. It was the vibe. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. So they're going for the original speakeasy dispensary. That's what they're going for. That's what they're really trying to do. All right, I'm down. They're gonna if if we ever allowed to have weed cafes. They're going to be one of the first. Yeah, ones they're, they're going to jump on it for sure. Because I think one of the other dudes is from PDA, which was a really cool. Um, PDA was cool. That was one of the stores I shopped at in, in Belltown. Mm-hmm. And they always, every year they would be the host of 420 parties. And like, like it was cool. They would team up with other dispensaries that were in the area and be like, if you come to all four and get stamps, then um, come back to this spot and we'll give you a little goodie bag for 420. Mm. And then they they had like a studio that they would rent out down the street where everybody could go there and smoke. And like they would really set it up for 420 parties. That, was, that shit was always fun. Nice. So how wanna, long? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You guys want to crack open some of this? Let's hit that. Thor's Reserve series here. I need yeah. a bottle opener though, for sure. You got a lighter right here. Well, it's it's a wax top, so wax I, that ass. So I'm gonna need a bottle opener. I, I have think a little cut bottle this. opener if you want it. Um, no, I think if Monty says he's got, got one, one, then I'll let. We'll just grab that. So you've literally worked in the rec industry, Brandon, for what three weeks now? Four yeah, weeks now? About You're like, yeah, just coming up on three fresh. weeks. Yeah, super fresh. So did you work anywhere in the medical industry? Or is no, this, no, no. Nope. Just uh, was kind of a patient. How much black market selling weed and dabs did you do? Was it mostly just like getting your own shit, or were you like maybe? Yeah, like popping um, and flipping. What? Definitely. Like I was definitely uh, allegedly picking up a lot <laughs> of slabs. Like if you check my Instagram, like those are all the slabs I was usually picking up. Uh, uh, just really gold stuff. I like. And the first slab I ever picked up was this nice gold uh, Dutch treat, and it was just super heavy. Like, it was, oh, my God, I loved it, dude. Super nice tasting. Nice. Dutch, <laughs> Dutch is classic. Oh, yeah. My so grandpa, I know he calls it Dutchman's treat. Dutchman's, Dutchman's treat. treat. Yeah, he loved that shit. He grew a plant in his yard, and it just fucking took off. It did great. And he's just like, he's he'll he'll always remember that Dutchman's treat. I always <laughs> like that shit. Or like he calls Blue Dream, uh, Blue Dreams. Blue's dream. Yeah, blue dreams. He won't drop the S. I'm like, it's blue dream, Grandpa. Yep, that blue dreams is good stuff. <laughs> like, All right. Not as good as that Dutchman's treat, though, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so it may be a little premature to ask you this, but with it only being three weeks in, is the uh, is it what you thought it would be? You know, working in a rec store? Did you, like... I guess maybe what preconceived notions are being bashed in your face like, damn, or like, oh, whoa, that's even better than I expected. Yeah, it was way better than I expected. Like, you know how they say, like, 
when you find a job that you love, like you never work again a day in your life. Right. Like that's how it is for me. Like I'm like I'm I'm there and like it's just it's a, like awesome. Like I just love being there. Like especially because uh, just the bed tenders in general, the environment that everybody gives off. Yeah, I'll take a little. All right. Um, Thanks for this, by the way. Yeah, yeah dude. It's looking good. Oh, it smells good. Yeah. Yeah, but the bud tenders in there in general just give off such good energy vibes, and, like, it's really cool. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah, you're in with a good crew over there. Cushman's Linwood, I guess, is, or from what I hear from other, from bud tenders that when they come in to work for Cushman's, who've worked at multiple other stores, are just like, this is such a different environment. This mm -hmm. is so, this is so much more fun than going, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I just hear such good things about it, and that always makes me happy to know, yeah. you know. I still I, miss working there. Do you? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to make a good living but it's otherwise kind of fun right you know mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm truly passionate about that shit and like i can fucking just jabber on about weed and answer questions all fucking day oh yeah right. oh yeah. yeah um what's it yeah i guess that's that's also kind of cool so i'm I, to also hear because brandon's the first person that i hired here at for for not first person oh, I hired for Linwood, but like one of the first one of the newest people, people that, that I've hired, yeah. You and I would say he's now coming into a, an environment in which I've been able to curate for the Linwood right. bud tenders and stuff, kind of like that. So I also feel responsible for the vibe that Cushman's brings, mm -hmm. just as like being somebody who was there from day one and like creating that vibe from day one that has been carried forward with the bud tenders. That's uh, why I came know. on. Cause I was like, oh, my boy Nate, dude, he's got the energy that I, if like, if he can fuck with this place, then I know <laughs> I can fuck with this place. Right. And like, I was, I was like set on trying to get a job there. Like I, I came in all like nicely dressed. I was like, these motherfuckers, I hope they hire me. <laughs> and it's funny too. Cause uh, later on, uh, the dude who hired me was like, I expected you to be uh, good at a particular role. He's like, I had no idea you're going to be like our best bud tender. <laughs> I was like, I got him. Yes. Got him coach. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, Brandon, do you have any questions for us as far as like, I mean, I'm obviously out of the game now as far as what I do for a living. Um, but I have a fucking laundry list of experience in this industry all the way back to medical days. I used to run a booth as well as Nate did. That's how we, we met, uh, cause we ran uh, booths in the same place. I've worked in a ton of places as far as uh back of house working in recreational facilities. I've done, um, you know, medical, uh, growing. I've also, you know, and I've, I've, done everything from uh packaging to you know making ice wax to uh you know fuck you name it kind of processing yeah, yeah. I've, I've rolled canagars i've made awesome. fucking hash balls rosin uh fuck dude any kind of solventless concentrates i used to have to make package you you name it um i've been responsible for uh sending you know tests or the, the cannabis to the testing facilities to get mm -hmm. the numbers that you see on the package and knowing like how that's all done on the back end as well as i've worked in the front now and a lot as uh, doing what you do i've had to deal with the people and so uh short, you know short story super long and drawn out but what what would you say going into like now that you've worked there a couple of weeks what are like the questions that you find maybe people are asking that you find you're short on the answers or what do you just like what do you want to know um, I feel like, I don't know, one of my weaknesses is, like, not knowing how, like, most flower affects you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, how not knowing most flower affects you. And, uh, like, yeah, like, I just need to learn how to, like, uh, try more things, like, because, uh, I'm not, I'm not really open to, like, I mean, I am open to trying more flower and, like, uh, so I just, uh, need to try more of the butt out there because uh, I'm more of a dab guy. Like, as soon as, like, dabs hit, like, I totally transitioned over to the whole 710 environment, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think, like, what I need to do is, like, uh, 
just uh, start smoking more of the flower so I can get uh, more of the feelings of how flower affects you. And like, cause the firsthand knowledge to be able to give that to a customer as opposed to, I heard this. Exactly. Makes you exactly. This yeah. yeah. Cause like, uh, most of my uh, feedback to the customers is, uh, you know, my coworkers told me this, like, you know, sure. exactly. Do, would you say that, uh, well, I guess what kind of, what kind of oil do you like or what strains of oil have you, have you, I guess, direct yourself towards because essentially it's THC concentrate version of the flower. For sure. So I like, I mostly go for like anything that's really terpy. Like if it tastes good, like, and you like want to keep dabbing it, like that's what I go for. And, um, mostly indica based. Like I wanted to like knock me out, like fall asleep, like fucking just not worry about your day kind of high, you know? Sure. Yeah. Like just relax you out. When you, uh, when you get cannabis, do you usually like do you buy budget weed or do you go for the top shelf? Definitely top do. shelf. Like I used to smoke gold leaf off. like all the time. Back in the day, it was the yeah, shit to smoke, especially back in the day. Yeah, like, when it, yeah. before it became peppermint cookies, when it was still thin mint. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. fucking the best weed. Some, back in the medical smoked. days, I smoked gold leaf like all the yeah, time. It was then, expensive like, then too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I guess yeah, I, I this is one of my big complaints. When I go into Linwood now, is that when you talk about the weed with people, all they have to go off of is impressions, and mm. they don't have firsthand experience with the stuff. And it's like I like I was commenting on before, it's hard to make a living with this because really you're dealing with a minimum wage kind of entry level position plus tips. And I think people don't realize they don't tip like they would in the service industry where you're expecting a fifteen to a twenty percent tip. It's more of like a if a dollar, they, a dollar here, or there, yeah, and your and the purchases could be upwards of three, four hundred dollars. You're lucky to get a fiver, mm -hmm. you know, and then that's not to mention you're splitting that with anywhere up to five people depending on the shift. So I, I don't think people realize that, and so it's like what I try to encourage is uh, a kind of a, a camaraderie where the bud tender kind of uses that money in the tips to buy some good weed to smoke on their free time. And the person who's buying the weed doesn't mind throwing some cash in there because if they want you to know, or if they want, you know what I mean, if they want real advice on how how does this weed smoke, the answer is, I can't tell you because I can't afford to fucking smoke it, bro. We live in fucking Seattle, and this shit is expensive out here. Like, unless you live with somebody, you know, on some free rent shit because you're just a young kid or whatever, you know, like your parents are putting you up or your trust fund. I don't know what the fuck, but, like, it's hard to make it out here. And, like, 12 bucks an hour after taxes... Don't really cut it. You know, you're lucky to bring home like 20 bucks in tips after that on a day. Right. Doesn't, doesn't right. get afford $45 eighths. It doesn't. No, it does not. And even with a decent discount, you know, you're still, it's not cheap. And like, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, so I, I totally understand. But so I think that I'd like more people to be aware that, uh, you know, A, tip your bud tender and B, bud tenders, use that money to smoke some fucking weed, like buy yourself a gram or two. And like, the reality is to me, I don't feel like I have an intimate interpretation of a of a strain till I've smoked a good eighth of it. Yeah, really. And I think that like like I would say my my opinion of that before I came to Cushman's and that was before I actually started smoking a lot of the flour that was in the store because you know affordability and whatnot um, was that I would only smoke like two grams of flour a day or let's say really get to get to know something potentially um, because I couldn't afford smoking more than that. But after smoking more than after getting used to more genetics and more specific uh, terpenes and different uh, 
I would say just, you know, combinations of, of flour in general. An eighth really does give you that, I think, window of potentially what you're going to be doing it with. Not to mention that you need to be able to smoke that in multiple different situations to be able to kind of see it. Wake up, go yeah. to work, come home. Like those are three different situations. Right. And I feel like an eighth, a point seven, at point seven, a, a blunt or, you know, you're packing a, a bowl or something like that. You're going to smoke like almost a gram of that. I kind of feel like just to kind of, for me personally, with my tolerance, maybe that I to get where I need to go. Yeah. And I think sure. that's also why I like blunts, because if I smoke a whole blunt, I'm going to kill almost a gram of flour just to myself. Yeah. And like, how often do you sit down and smoke a gram of flour in a row? Um, I, that's actually really all I do. It's like, I'll break down a gram and then throw it in the joint roller. Like I use joint rollers and then yeah. freaking, mm. yeah. And, so. and for me, like that'll get me to the same place. Like smoking a whole joint or a whole blunt usually gets me the same place as a dab or two. Yeah. I would, say, I would say it really depending depends. on the weed. I think that, yeah, because personally, I like, to, like, for me, the perfect spot is one dab and one blunt. Like, that's, I'm really feeling the super silver haze in this at this moment. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's very sativa. It's, so, what is this? The second we've smoked? Second yeah, blunt? Second this, blunt uh, of this one? Pineapple pancakes? Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's happy. This, this was definitely getting me, like, I can feel the sativa in my body. Right. I can feel the definite lack of fog. The lights are brighter. Yes. Sativas for me make lights brighter. Like I oh, see yeah. shines and shimmers and like things that are like glass are more reflective. Very yeah, way more reflective and yeah, and shimmery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is I would say the, the what jelly bean kind of does that one for me too. Like kind of brightens everything up, not just specifically sativas cuz I I don't know, I don't smoke a lot of sativas anymore. It uh definitely is not helping my sweating situation. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, that sausage sweat coming out of Nate. <laughs> so Here's one tip I would give you then to answer kind of your question because it was kind of a – it was like a question and you almost answered it yourself. Okay. Um, but beyond that, uh, I'd say do you do you pay much attention to the family tree of cannabis? Oh, wow. Um, I would say probably not. Okay. So that's for me the most valuable resource in my ability to interpret cannabis without having tried it because after a point – you you start kind of catalog or cataloging the different strains you have had, mm-hmm. and you can go okay, this one made me feel this way, this one made me feel this way, and mm-hmm. then you get a new strain you've never tried, but it's a cross of two that you have, or or maybe it's something that you you know what I mean. Like once you're familiar with with uh, kind of the genetics that are the backbone of a lot of, especially now it's it's mm-hmm. kind of getting bottlenecked with what genetics really are really being used. So if you know exactly what GMO is like by itself. And then you see that you got the skunk GMO and you do a little research. You're like, oh, it's a chem dog. I've tried chem dog. Love it. Hate it. Whatever. You have your opinion. But it's a chem dog times the GMO, which you, you maybe you, now you know what it is. So without even trying, you'd be like, oh, skunk GMO, if you like XX and X, maybe this will appeal to you. Yeah. You know, and I think that understanding where they come from, the lineage, that's the best thing. Because when people talk about I like indicas or I like sativas, there's within sativas, some just make you wired and panicky, yeah, and some make you feel like you're living like your best moment, yep, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to distinguish. Is like I don't really fuck with sativas personally, so I'm not going to spend my hard-earned money to try all these sativas to be able to tell this sativa smoker what is what. However, For I sure. do know that uh, you know hazes have mm-hmm. a tendency to to make people annoyed out a little bit. Yep. Uh, train wrecks definitely do, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Whereas like for some reason, uh, I don't know, other sativas don't really do that. Like you right. get, like you like get lemons, Chernobyl like you get lemon, really... like any of the lemon kind of yeah, strains. A lot of the lemony ones aren't as, yeah. as 
anxiety driven because it has the anti right and then like knowing that uh blueberry is naturally an anti-anxiety strain mm-hmm. uh crossing it with uh super silver haze for the blue dream you take all that anxiety away from the haze strain a little bit you i know, would say that it uh, not it, all yeah. of it but a, but a lot of it i would say the majority of people find that to be a, a quite euphoric high absolutely yeah. it's very stony um, yeah so so i think that just like interpreting where these things come from and getting kind of like a better you know, just like catalog it somewhere in your head, you know, yeah. uh, that'll make you a far more proficient bud tender because then when something comes in, like even if it dropped that day and there's no way for you to try it, you can assume a lot about it just mm-hmm. knowing where it came from because you've tried things in that same family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that's the reason we got all these crosses because you're really honing in traits from one, you know, one strain to another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or back crossing them to try to bring forth the recessive traits that you really prefer. Mm hmm. And even being just a dabber, you can take the feeling that the dab gives you and apply it to the flower. Absolutely. Because usually it's pretty much the same feeling you're getting, even if it's, you know, a more concentrated, uh, heavier dose of that feeling. It's probably mm-hmm. still along the same lines of that high. Right. And yeah, I will say that I, mean? I think that the only thing that you may trade off from, uh, you may trade off from the uh, <clears throat> the feeling from dabs versus flowers, the terpenes involved. I think that sometimes the terpenes get lost in the translation of concentrate, depending on how how, how high quality that concentrate could have been. Speaking uh, of terpenes, this pineapple pancake dab, though. Woo! Oh, yeah? Straight pineapple. Man, I don't want to cut you off or anything, but we got this Thor's, Thor's Reserve on on deck. What do you guys think about this? First of all, we got the description up here on the, uh, on the, on the, on the screen. So it's... it's it, this rich, creamy stout holds a surprising light body and a smooth finish for an enjoyable experience. For the first sip to the last, Thor's Reserve Oak-Aged Holiday Imperial Stout is an ale that demands your dif- difference and adoration. And one thing I want to say, it's from Tequila. It's yeah. a local company, um, Odin Brewing. I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard of them. They have the dragon as their symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a lot of... Uh, Thor's Equinox is, a, is one I see a lot. I think this is a Thor's... Well, n- is this not a Thor's Equinox? Uh, res- is, this not, is this not a version of that? It may be because that's what uh, I that's how I interpreted the, the Thor's Reserve. Yeah, very well could be, but it's it's good. It's got like nice oak character. It's ten and a half percent. That's like the money spot for me for an mm-hmm. imperial stout. Uh, it I think like- this is probably the best beer I've ever had from Odin. Okay. Yeah, I don't chase them down very much. Mm-hmm. Not that they're bad, but no. They, um, and they're regular, just like six pack of of uh, imperial stouts are actually really good too. Yeah. Well, I think that thank this, you. One, this, one, this is this, good. This one's very uh, nutty, vanilla-y, kind of, almost cinnamony. It's very light. It is very light. I would light. say all those things are true. Yeah, the body is light for a 10.5% beer, and it's not yeah. hot at all. This no. would be a, this would sneak up on you. If you didn't tell me it was 10.5, I would have probably guessed 8. Yeah, probably. And and that only because it's labeled Imperial. If you would have just told me this is a stout that's barrel-aged, mm-hmm. I might have said... No, nah, I probably would have said like 8. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly on with 8. <clears throat> but still, it's 10.5. Yeah, so, so really well... Well done, beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say really well done. I would say, how do you, how do you guys think that it pairs oh, with yeah. the pineapple pancakes? If you if you have an ex- <laughs> <laughs> turned him into Santa Claus, he's over here on a ho ho ho. I know. <laughs> Kerbobbles coming with preser- uh, preserved. I probably would have preferred. Oh God. <laughs> I would have preferred uh, IPA with it. An IPA with it. Um. We do have uh, the hazy ale from uh, Fremont in the house. It's the Sky Kraken. If you guys are interested in trying that one yeah, out, here it is. Release in my hand. the Sky Kraken. Damn, it just came out of nowhere. I know. Oh yeah, 
from left field. That's the lightness. I really want to try that beer for sure. Like, I I don't know. I might, I might, (laughs) I might try to grab one of those before this thing's over. I find with hazies, I either love them or hate them. Yeah. And and I probably only love like two I've tried. I've probably tried like 10. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like, so I've only tried, uh, I've I've tried, I would say I've tried a few throughout the years, but I've never really paid attention to my, my beer experiences until we've really started this podcast. Like I would say, like I would just try something. I would I would try something that just looks interesting in the in the in in the store, and then I would I would go back home, and that'd be the end of that one, I guess. So much pineapple in my mouth right now. I was (sighs) I would say I tried to start you know paying attention to more porters and stouts uh, at one point in my in in time, and that's whenever I finally led my trail down to IPAs, and that's where I stayed for a long time, almost two three years, and then now I think I found that because I tried Imperial Stouts way back when, did not like it. I was like oil, man. It smells like sea- seafood, though. It like, it smells fishy. <laughs> kind of like like uh like like, like, crabby? Sh- like shells, like, like crab shells. Yeah, like crab shells or something, or like, or like clams like, or oysters. Like, yeah. Uh, mm. What do they call that? Briny. Uh, yeah, briny. It's kind of briny. Mm. Like a like pineapple brine. Mm. Uh, it looks really good though. Really nice, like chunky kind of. <laughs> now I'm not sure I should take a dab of this. He got he must. I think I think May went heavy. <laughs> Woo, there it is. That's a kerbobble and it's and it's and it's finest. Ooh. That might have been an, that might have been bigger than a kerbobble. I know. He, I think I think he just threw up in that bag. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a kerblunder. <laughs> a kerblunder. A kerblunder. <laughs> Turp for real. Just beer foam. Just beer foam. Just I just I just threw up on my on, on in the bag. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. Yeah, dude, you're getting it. You are owning. You are owning that t-shirt with that uh that sweat. <laughs> oh wow, that was aggressive. That sounded <laughs> terrible. It was like a gurgle. That was, wow. Oh, He's gonna drown it. himself. I don't, know if, I, I don't know if I can sit here just watching him kerbobble in front of me. <laughs> it's not it's not what you want to see before you're t- following him up on the dab i'm like looking at this shit like is this safe <laughs> what the fuck like, you'll be okay base, should i really do this yeah <laughs> oh man that's not that's not good <laughs> thanks for tuning in to this segment of nate's kerbobble right i, I fucking <laughs> i want this thing to cool down because i kind of want to do like a, a low temp start or whatever low a cold temp? start i mean <clears throat> I like cold start dabs. How are you gonna do that? God damn! I'm so sweaty right now. My forehead. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think your sweatiness has changed, brother. Oh, it's I, way worse. <laughs> no, yeah, no. He's sweating it out. I can see the light. It looks like a Gatorade commercial. <laughs> Fucking. <it. laughs> They didn't write about this on the fucking on the pineapple pancakes. Is there is there is there a description on this dad that says that you'll vomit your fucking ass off? If you wake up and start your day with this fucking sativa, you're gonna look like you went running. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't say that. There's no warning on this label. Oh man, I don't know if I (laughs) should have warned me I was gonna do this. Is it a kerbobble? Is it is it a kerbobble for sure? Is that checkbox checked? I don't know. I have to let uh, Monty get through this and tell me how rough this thing is. Uh, all right. What's it? Femur up. So I told you I was going to do that though. I said I got a lot of stuff on my chest. I don't know what's in there, but it's going to come out when I dab. I get it. I get it. So Brandon, have you uh, have you come across any pet peeves that you that as being a uh, person behind the counter? 
um, um, that you have recognized? Honestly, can't say. Honestly, the customers have been totally nice to me so far. Um, I mean, there's that one guy that comes in and talks about politics. <laughs> that guy's a little. That guy's a little. I know who you're talking about, and it's yeah. been like nine months since I worked there. And, he doesn't, yeah. he, and I guarantee you, he doesn't miss it. That's, there's, <laughs> right. If there's anything about this job, he does not miss that guy. <clears throat> yeah, that guy's a little weird. But um, other than that, honestly, it's been great. Yeah, I've been, I haven't had too much experience there, but I'm sure something will come up. But so far, we're good. Right. Has anybody invalidated your opinion because of the numbers yet? <laughs> because of other numbers? Of what? <laughs> of the weed? Oh, yeah, definitely. So people walk in. You got the t- $10 eights? Uh, no, we don't have those in right now. We got these $18 eights. Uh, all right, I'll go somewhere else. All right, uh, smoke better stuff. <laughs> like, like, but uh, it's all good. Sounds like a pet peeve to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Yeah. This is God punishing us for smoking sativa. Oh God, oh God. dude! I know if whenever I get down to this shit, it's gonna fucking murder me. <laughs> well, that's like just citrusy dreaming. terps, just like fucking irritate your life. It's just that it's that much, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Done pancaked my lungs up. Mm. How far are you guys going? You guys going super fat? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the thing. Just getting you. <laughs> also, I'm like getting over a cold, so my um, lungs. Oh, are, that's always I the spend, worst. I spend like a half hour just in the shower, just trying to like prepare for the day so that I can breathe properly. Right, it's Let's fucking get rowdy. that steam down the throat. Yeah, yeah. I do that all the time it when I'm sick. Good, actually, though. I mean, like it was, it was. I mean, good dabs. Like, oh yeah, it's it, really good. It didn't fuck me up like it did you. Mm. I don't know if no. I dabbed as hard or not, but. Well, I told you I, I, I had a bunch of shit in my chest and my lungs and shit I'm, that needed to come out. I don't doubt you a bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I saw it. I was a witness, dude. I've seen. I I saw all of it. I think I think we could fill up a uh, like like a small. Like, we probably could fill up a five hour energy drink with what just came out of your body. Let's just say you could float a small boat. It's float a there small boat like a paper boat. All yeah. right. Get in this oh, shit, this Brandon. Tell me what you think about that. So, uh, this, is, do you, this is looking nice. It does look nice. Do you, yeah. How how big do you go on your dabs? Um, I go pretty decent. I'd say probably like a point one, point two. I don't know. Like that's big. That's how big I dig. That. Okay. That's a pretty big dab. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's uh, that's that's a kerbobble. That's a kerbobble alert that's right like now. One hundred and thirty three. That's like one hundred and thirty three percent of my dab. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Maybe double. All right. Is that double? Like one hundred fifty percent. One hundred fifty percent of your dab. <laughs> okay. Interesting. All right. But, you know, when I was 24, my dabs were probably that big, too. Right. I, I, my dabs were a lot bigger before they, they are now. And, like, I, my, my tolerance really hasn't changed, but my ability to handle these big dabs has. Pass me that blazer. I've, uh, I've gone through a fucking collapsed lung. Yeah, dude. You got, you, got how many, the, you got how many titanium staples in that chest? Just the one. The one. And, one, then, I, and then I've one also had that bolt. cannabis hypermesis syndrome. Yeah. So, like, after, after like, experiencing both of those, and the... Lung collapse wasn't related to cannabis, but the cannabis hypermesis syndrome c- clearly was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> THC, THC yeah. hypermesis. It's in, it's in the name. Um, but yeah, that's that, that shit fucked me up. So now, like, when it comes to just, like, s- s- overindulgence on cannabis, I don't know. I think that's why I like pairing it with uh, beers and whiskey so much, mm. you know, and liquor. Sure. Because honestly, like, what I think when I started really getting on the beer tip was towards the end of growing for me. And at that time... Uh, I was making my whole living off of a, a two by four tent flowering chamber. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, for three years, I lived off of the cannabis output on a two-by-four tent. Oh, wow. And it was challenging to do, but I grew really high on cannabis, and I could get a decent amount of money for it. And, like, back then, the money was, or the cannabis was worth more, right? Uh, But towards the tail end of that, it was like, my tolerance was really high, and I needed to not smoke all my weed, because that was my fucking pay. Yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. smoking literal dollars. Literal dollars, yeah. (laughs) And, uh... What I realized, if I drank like a nice twenty-two ounce of beer with my with my night, mm-hmm. my fucking cannabis consumption cut in half. Right. Oh yeah. And I felt jolly as a fucking clam. I was just so happy. The only just thing I've noticed with it. that, I, like, so I, I I've done I've started drinking a little bit more in, in my off time. But when I've the weeks, okay, so I've done this in a couple of different week fa- fashions. The weeks that I do this, I have uh, less energy, more bloat like in my body in general like i've got right. like i've got i'm more i feel more bloated and uh yeah my, I, I don't smoke as much but i i i'm gaining weight and i'm and i'm and i'm and i'm not I'm, i guess it, it feels less healthy yeah right. i feel that I, I like i like i i I've, i do see that like i i guess I, I really enjoy it but it's like one of those things where i guess in my inactive lifestyle when it comes to working out or anything I wonder if, if, if that's something I can really manage or do. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I mean, maybe as age and my metabolism changes, knock on wood, some will change. But I've been on pretty much the same, you know, Well, you regimen, noticed whenever you took that. Same regimen for a long time now. That two-month that two month hiatus of yours for, for alcohol, you said that you just Oh, yeah, you I started losing. dropping pounds. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I think this is sort of stasis. And stasis? I'm not fit whatsoever. Sure. But, like, if I'm going to indulge in whatever I want when I want, this is what my body's going to look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless I start active, getting, like, real active. He went officially. He set the timer on his phone and everything. Yeah, he did. He, he, he's, he's all about it. Yeah, he, he's got it down. That's dab bro style. This is, this is a guy that really oh, knows his shit. Dropping diamonds on the carpet. Dropping diamonds on the carpet. I feel like that's another new Lil Wayne yeah, track. Lil Wayne track. Mm-hmm. Dropping diamonds on the carpet. Why are you dropping them? <laughs> that's at least Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I got right. more sense than just drop diamonds on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dropped diamonds on that carpet. Yeah, I remember the time I dropped diamonds on the carpet. What do you think of that, Brandon? I mean, I just poured my beer on this carpet like a schmutz. I know, dude. dude. Just mm, nice sweet terps, honestly. I'm more of a cush, uh, cushy terp kind of guy, but that is nice and sweet. I, I really like that, actually. Nice. He's not even choking. He's a professional. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, he's like wet throat tickle. He's bitch. got the twenty four year old lungs. Uh huh. Like We're dude, over here with that <laughs> never smoked like, cigarettes. So. Dude, last nice. last year, yeah. like dabbing in 2017, 2018, 2019, it's changed for me drastically. Like I like I before could handle like the biggest dabs and just fucking handle just do it. Just not cough or like cough just a little bit and be cool. But for whatever <laughs> reason, life has changed. You seen this meme going around saying like, yeah, man, my generation, we were dabbing dabs made yeah. out of PVC pipe blown with fucking shitty cans of butane. And y'all motherfuckers are dying on vape pens. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn, that was my generation too. We were but out now there. Now here we are choking off a half a dab. That's the reality too. I wonder <laughs> yeah, I've like how much before. Oh, before, yeah. yeah, my whole fucking coming up was open blast. Like, yeah, <laughs> years open blast. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't blow myself up. I mean, I was cautious. That's how. But yeah. <laughs> stupid fucking thing to do. I used to be so scared of like one static shock. Right. One time a homie came up with a cigarette. I'm like, oh, motherfucker, get the fuck away from here. I'm going to kill you myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if this if this butane doesn't explode and kill you, and I'm I both, do it. I will fuck I am you. going to kill you. I will fucking kill yeah. you. <laughs> I was a cat. Allegedly. So, Brandon, what uh, what do your what does your family think about you being in the cannabis industry and 
Um, mm-hmm. I honestly don't even think I've told my mom yet. Honestly, yeah, but uh, <laughs> she lives. Is she, yeah, work, she, is she lives on the Kansas conservative side? side? Huh? Damn. Kansas. Yeah. Damn. We oh, know how it goes in Kansas. Oh, never mind. I can't. <laughs> oh, we already know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, she's from Washington. She just moved down there. To, All uh, right. Be with her new boyfriend. So. So is she on the conservative side of things, or would she? Yeah, I'd say so. Like she does definitely doesn't mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She. <laughs> She she doesn't mind, so she's not conservative. Not conservative then. <laughs> well, yeah, she. Well, okay, yeah. Sorry. All right. Didn't, didn't understand the question there. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, yeah. you're good. You're good. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I almost dropped this whole fucking shit. Whoa, dude! It sounded like you bad. stepped on a fucking cat's tail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Anyways. So uh, other than the family, you got the homies. You know that they they find out you're a tender yet? Oh think yeah, it's, definitely. Think it's dope as fuck. Yeah. How was oh, that first yeah. sample bag? Was uh, that like? I it remember driving home with that first sample bag. How'd that feel? <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Like, yeah, I was supposed to um, stay all night, but uh, Tony was just like, hey, if you want to leave, and it was like right after I got my sample bag, and I was like thinking about it, and I was like, I mean, if I can, like, right. <laughs> like go home and try this stuff out. Like, I got yeah. mostly cannabis, honestly. I only got like one gram of oil because I want to try some of the flour there, obviously. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun feeling. I mean, I wish that uh, it was a little more cannabis that you're actually selling because so often it's cannabis that you're trying to rate to see if it's worth bringing into the shop yeah so you guys might be talking about different things you're talking about sample bags like when companies bring in the samples oh for weed that you're they talking about sell. when you get to he's talking about shop new, around uh, a little bit as yeah, a new hire the new hire oh yeah i got this free 60 dollar bag yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. What's up. but the, the sample bag was pretty legit too honestly yeah right yeah where it's just like grams and half grams of yep. potential mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it was pretty cool. That's dope. Yeah, I tried some layer cake in that, and then I actually ended up bringing a gram home just because it was that good. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I need to Yeah, from bring here? Uh, no, um, Millennium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are your friends just assuming you, you're the guy that has to smoke them out now because you're the uh, bartender? <laughs> no, not really. Like, um, freaking, honestly, I hang out with my brother a lot and, my like, a lot of my cousins, so, like, freaking, it's mostly, like, fam seshes, like, freaking. Word. I got a lot of homies that, like, Come sesh too, but like, yeah, freaking, I hang out with my family a lot, honestly. Okay. Really That's close to up. my family. That's Here good. Yeah. yeah. Other than your mom that moved to Kansas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's from here, so yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. I live like right next to my auntie too, so like, yeah. I was living with her, but then place moved, uh, opened up behind her, and then bam, I was like, let me get your landlord's number. Maybe you'll let me move in, and like, worked out, so. Weird. Did she, uh, she live here during, rec- during legalization? Yeah, she did. Yeah. So nice. uh, I got a question. What's your preferred dab setup? Like if you could have any setup you want, whether it's fucking, you know, quartz, however, whatever shape or, you know, and like what size bubbler, like what's your being like a dab head? What's your, you know, dream setup? Um, well, I mean, I got a custom made Dragon Ball Z rig at my house. So that's like my I already have my dream. My, that's your, my baby's that's your daily at my driver. House. Yeah. My baby's at my house right now. Like, yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, just uh, definitely off a of quartz banger. I don't like titanium nails or anything like that. Yeah, definitely a quartz guy. So, do you prefer any kind of like opaque drop-in inserts? Do you uh, cold do you starts? Fuck with any, or, yeah, like how, what's your tech um, on dabbing? I fucked with cold starts a little bit, but like I prefer to just heat up the nail fully red hot, start yeah. a timer, and then like just know the size of your nail and what your timer is. Got obviously, you. yeah. All right, classic style. I think sure. we, I, yeah, definitely like, classic style. Did you guys both go hot? Uh, I didn't. You went cold or, start? Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went hot. Yeah. Did you go hot? He went cold no. start. He went cold, went cold start. start. You went hot? I went yeah. hot. Yeah. I'm a cold start. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So too I, hot, too I cold usually, starts. I usually hot dab. <laughs> yeah. I usually hot dab whenever I want to just like 
fucking not care about terps. <laughs> right. But I don't see, know. I let it like he let it cool off for that four minutes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he got he got he basically had the had, <laughs> had a cold dab anyways or not right. cold dab but like a cold. Yep. Low temp dab. At home, yep. I just turn on the email. Oh, there you go. go. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, I got the OG. I got the version one point two D now oh, like, nice. from way back, yeah. and it's still just like rocks. It is. I love that Ooh, fucking. Got the OG yeah. lifetime warranty, right? I do. It's so is it cool. the one that hangs over, sits on the quartz, like goes over the quartz, or is it the titanium? Heat I up? have a Infinity now from uh, what the hell is like uh, highly Probably educated. educated. Right. Okay, so right. he's got it's the a flat coil. Yeah, he's got the pancake setup. Yeah, oh, so right. flat coil. Yeah, nice. I would like to get a quartz upgrade. Yeah, I, on my email, I have a quartz thing that go, you know, the sleeve goes around the quartz, and mm. it's a super small area for dabbing. So I only can do like saucy things. If I try to put a diamond on there, I have to, I have to like set it on there and let it slowly melt in there. If I suck too hard, the arrows just suck the diamond right down the <laughs> right. center hole. Uh, uh, uh. It it looks like a highly educated nail, but just like half the size for dabbing. Interesting inside there, just so it fits, you know, inside the. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we that had dab just now set in. Like I can feel it behind the eyes now. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So I figured we'd touch on Massachusetts now. So Massachusetts is uh, medical and rec. So they're they got it all. They going got for it them. both. Before all right. you uh, you get into this now that Word. we've all dabbed on this pineapple pancakes, can we give like the vulgar yeah, real quick? So I can yeah, smoke so let's see. What, yeah, let's see what can, I've, I've been thinking get about off it. Of this fucking sativa carpet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm on a goddamn magic carpet. Everything so. is bright as shit in here. I'm like, I'm not paranoid <laughs> yeah. or anything. Um, but it's uh, it's like boring. Yeah. It's like I'm functioning at 110%. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing here? It's, I, yeah. I, actually, I agree with that. And I like, agree with that. Because how was your like, sesh? Oh, I tuned in. Got really a lot of... <laughs> A lot of productive conversation done. <laughs> Wasn't worried about a damn thing. Exactly. We uh, we didn't stop talking one second. We there was no dead air. Bases. Yeah, all the bases. Were I, and like Joey Diaz says, we finished by you an hour. See the devil, dog. Yeah. And like other other than coughing my lung out, I'm still over here just like. Do, 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 do. I enjoy like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not stoned. I just drank like a three shots of coffee. Haven't had any food. I'm over here just fucking. Yeah. I'll say I'll say yeah, I'm feeling this alcohol more than I, more than fire. I think I'm feeling the, like any kind of like serious setback from this weed. I I think I like the dabs more than I like the flower. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. I felt yeah. the dabs more instantly sure. than the two blunts. The two blunts, I was kind of like, because I was thinking we need to smoke some of this Camelition man after the second blunt, and then I took a dab and then kind of forgot that we needed to smoke some other weed real quick. Yeah, how you feeling, Brandon? I'm feeling great. Yeah, that dab actually really hit. Took it all to the next level. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I felt. And Brandon's yeah. used, yeah, go ahead. Brandon's <laughs> used to that concentrate kind of high, so I can imagine, you know, more or less the uh, the flower may have more may not necessarily be getting them there, anyways. Right. And then when you add a dab on top of two blunts, it like also That's, brings everything. Now you're there. The yeah. nicotine, the dab, the fucking yeah. weed high is definitely def- different than concentrate. I'd have yep. to say. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like doing both personally. Yeah. yeah. To me, it's like yeah, I, I, that's the way I, I really go. smoke. I really smoke. I feel like I smoke more. I do feel like I do more dabs than I do. Uh, flower and that's because i kind of equate one gram of dabs as being like kind of an eighth of flower um more or less and i i just get more out of i i, I just dab more than i than i smoke blunts but i do a blunt every single day and so it's like yeah i'm on like a sit down take a bong hit a weed take a dab take a bong hit a weed 
and then get up and go do some shit for an hour, hour and a half, and then come back and do that again. Mm. I can't take a bong hit of weed before I take my dab. I got to get my full terp flavor in, and then I'll hit some weed. And like yeah. I got to do the. I'll do either way. Yeah, I'll do okay, it in the yeah. middle. I like. I'll yeah, do yeah I like. Yeah. I like smoking a blunt first and then doing a dab. I like. I like that stacked yeah. high. Mm. So, I like my daily thing. I roll. I was rolling two blunts a day, but now, like, if I start work at six. Then I got to roll three blunts when I wake up. So I like brew my coffee, roll three blunts, <coughs> stash two of them for the day, mm-hmm. smoke that first one or like half of it, and then like dick off until I got to go to work. And then I'll smoke like one or the second half of that on the way. Um, but as far as like when I come home, usually I'll be smoking a blunt like in little sections, like just take a couple hits here and there and then just be taking dabs, mm-hmm. especially with the email on lately. I just been get after it. Nice. Like, I call them loading hit dabs or loading <clears throat> loading dabs because yeah, like anytime I play video games, yeah, anytime I die or there's a loading screen, I'm just like, oh, dab. Yeah, um, I'm glad to hear you're getting back on dabs a little more because you said you were taking a little bit of break on dabs for a minute. Yeah, there. I know. Last night I fucking tore through the French toast and the thug life. Gone. Oh, damn. Killed a gram of wedding cake that I've had in my reserve from Lifted. Wow. Damn. Yeah, I've just been like smashing getting through. after it. Yeah, yeah, when I play video games, I get to like the next level. <laughs> like you know how like when you're super high and you watch like an emotional movie or yeah or, like, you, even a commercial you kind of like it you're like, yeah oh shit it's a little too much i'm gonna be a little too high right now that's how kleenex commercial <laughs> yeah, right? you're like i'm i'm feeling some kind of way right and uh same thing man if i just get like to the fucking moon <laughs> sipping like last night i was sipping on that fucking 69 percent rum i brought over that one time yeah. I'm taking dabs like i was just like Next level high. <laughs> I'm playing the Skyrim shit like it's a fucking. It matters. <laughs> like this dungeon is important, motherfucker. I'm here right now. All right. So medical marijuana in medical marijuana in uh, Massachusetts. All right. Let's see here. We got. Uh, they got 50 stores in the whole state for, well, see, I don't even know now because I read that before I read the rec shit, so it's probably not, that's not, never mind, sorry. Start with Scratch rec. that, start over. Start with rec. No, we'll start with medical because you get a little bit more in medical. You get, uh, the, the, the medical stores have to be vertically integrated, so they are different medical stores versus rec stores is okay. from what I could gather from this. But they never really. If you're gonna sell medicine, that. you're gonna grow it. You're allowed to have a 14 day supply, and that's two and a half ounces. Nice. And it's fifty dollars for the application fee. And again, I didn't find anywhere else there. If you get approved, there's another like, fee for that. Yeah. It's just like you now have your card. So unless I could, you know, find something different, and then um, you can possess up to ten ounces, and you can grow more so in the rec game you can grow six plants per person 12 per household but you can get more under your medical thing if you are under hardship meaning like you're somebody who can't go to the store yourself you can't um gas this shit is so fucking loud gas alert yeah loud pack yeah ring the alarm there you go. Somebody spilled the gas. Hit the emergency stop yeah. button. Oh my god! Do we have an eye wash station nearby? It was it was Monty. He spilled the gas. <laughs> <laughs> Need some Beano for this gas, dog. Damn, what's this? Oh, the Swamp Thing from Doc and Yeti. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. real. Yeah, it's the shatter. That's real, dude. Honestly, it's some of. 
really tasty stuff. Like, ah, I love it. You could tell you're OG. You're still in the Shatter game. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Shatter just actually just came into our shop. So, like, and uh, Dom was really hyping it up, one of our bartenders at the shop. So, had to get one. And it's, uh, yeah, he was definitely hyping it up for a reason. If you <laughs> ever get bored at work, just start calling it Doc and Spaghetti and see if people notice. <laughs> you know, you'll get to that spaghetti. point where yeah, yeah. you yeah. just like start slipping it in almost like Doc and Skeddy yeah got you Doc and Skeddy Doc and I like it so you're allowed to have on the rec side of things you're allowed to have an ounce on you and up to 10 ounces at home but the uh, so and then at home you're allowed to have that ounce but the other 9 ounces have to be locked up oh yeah you have to have an, you have to have a weed locker yeah so oh. you have to have the other nine ounces under lock and key somewhere damn in your home. that's a really so that's weird, weird that's a you know? really weird like regulation i mean yeah. i get it you know yeah, me is too. It? and it said it said you need to keep your other nine ounces locked up and if you have kids at home we suggest you lock it all up anyway so what's the difference i mean you know? agreed and then um i mean so if, you, was, if you got kids at home why do you need 10 ounces at a time it was is, weird that because i got all this from Massachusetts. That's how we do it <laughs> What'd you say? Why do you need ten ounces at a time if you're just doing personal use? Have you ever dealt with children? I mean, <laughs> I get it. I it's get a it. Pain All right. Because right. you have six, you're allowed to grow six plants. So if you have six plants oh. worth of weed, then you may have ten ounces. Now I understand. Yeah. Now we're going full circle. Right. Okay. And it's weird to me that in this, like when I'm, because I'm looking on Massachusetts.gov for this information, and it was weird to me that they would have two different, like the way the two articles were written about medical and uh, recreational, it's like the two didn't pertain to each other. Hmm. So they're acting as if you could only grow with your medical card if you're under hardship and like have no access to um, dispensaries or whatever. Okay. But everybody in the state is allowed to grow six plants. So, you know, so then that's, it was... That's recreationally. Right. So you're even if you're not under hardship, meaning you can't get to a dispensary, you can just grow six plants. Yeah, so and it, it was seems weird like how one, one, one article, law's older. Yeah, one article just read so different, and like they didn't update it to match the rec laws now. So as at the time of me reading these, I like read one, and then five hours later went and did the notes on the rec side. So as I'm reading this, I'm like, wait, hold on, this this is obviously older information. Because mm-hmm. like I'm high and drinking beers and doing this shit sporadically, you know. No, I get it. I get it. So, I... so your doctor can prescribe you more plants than your six, if you are under hardship, meaning you cannot a afford to buy weed at a store or b even get to a store because of your physical conditions. Okay, how do you obtain these plants? I don't know. Seeds from uh, I don't know the yeah. Attitude Seed Bank. Okay, yeah, pretty good. They didn't specify on where you can get you, the plants. You can, can you actually, seeds here now. Can you actually just buy seeds from a seed bank? Fuck yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah, you okay. can yeah. I've, I've never tried, and I've only looked. Right at the, I've only looked at the website for novelty oh, yeah. use only, dog. Yeah, it's a yeah, novelty item. Novelty, but yeah, you if know. you put them in a paper towel in the dark, it's just allegedly. Novel as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a Shit water. gets real novel. I tell yeah. you that much. You can write a novel. You can read a novel. You could fucking just live in a novel. You yeah. know, all you can grow out some others and keep could, that genetic ground forever. You could, you could, you, <laughs> you could, could shove, a, you could shove a novel right up your nose and you just could keep plant it there. Ten seeds and see which one's the best, and then turn that into a mother. Mm. So you'll want to like take a cutting from each one, label it, flower them out, whichever one's the best. You know, like you know. Joe Blow strain this that yeah. number number five was dank as fuck. So I'm fire, gonna make fire. that one the big plant. That's the one. Take cuttings from that. Dude, forever. I heard I heard a really great technique about how to test to see if you've got male or female plants, 
and that was to take a cutting and treat it like a clone and force it through a flower cycle. Right. And yeah. see what happens with it. That's what you have to do. I, I just, I, I, my, my, cause I've never grown flower, I've never right. grown weed. So I'm, I've always thought that you had to wait till a certain point to figure this whole thing out. I did, I never, I never it, really considered having, it usually being starts able, showing signs. Sure. But I mean, even, even before it starts showing signs while it's in veg, take, yeah, take a yeah, clipping that's you, and then, yeah, that's yeah. how you do it. Like if you're really trying to, um, yeah. you know, get it all figured out sure. in a timely manner. That's why proper labeling in a grow <laughs> environment is fucking critical. Especially yeah. if you're yeah. trying to find genetics or do any kind of breeding. Absolutely. Because you need to know which plant is which. If all of a sudden you find out one plant was a melon, fucking all your tags got mixed, you, you're never going to be able to figure out what it was. Mm-hmm. Nope. So that's pretty much, so, oh yeah, and you're allowed to have five grams of dab on you, <clears> but that's another, like in other states where, so you're allowed to have 28 grams on you total, five <coughs> of it dab, the other 23 flower. So, you know, you understand what I mean? So you're allowed to have an ounce on you, not an ounce and five grams. Yeah. Okay. So that five grams of that counts in that ounce in possession. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Um, so that's pretty much all the med and rec kind of wrapped up in a nutshell. It wasn't really too in-depth, you know, six plants per person, 12 per household, ounce of weed on you, 10 ounces in your house, five grams of dab, and that counts towards that 10 ounces. Keep yeah. the other nine ounces locked up. If you have medical, your doctor can prescribe you I more I had 10 plants. Ounces of dabs. Ten ounces of dabs. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. The fucking that would be awesome. Crazy <laughs> I think I've had that much before. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Pretty I've, sure. I've handled that much. I don't think I've ever had that. I much. think I've made that much in my ovens. I think the most I've ever had <clears throat> had at one time is like six or seven grams, maybe more. Oh shit! But not close to like an ounce. Oh yeah. I've had probably like three ounces. About it. This is all recreational yeah. stuff too, so it's like I had just like a half ounce of shit in my fridge when I quit working. I know, <laughs> I know. On open grounds, yeah, just that was just there. Uh, Back in no, the day man, with I've slabs. had I've had too much oil to deal with. I like I've got that collection of jars, and I just I I just know that there's hundreds of almost maybe a couple thousand dollars worth of fucking weed in there. Oh sure, mm-hmm. I spend. uh even those small jars, the small at jars least, are worth uh, two hundred bucks a week, the very least. Mm-hmm. And that's with the discount, allegedly. So, what do you think's been the hardest part besides uh, trying to recommend flour that you haven't tried? Is there anything else that stands out to you as like being a difficult part of the job that you wouldn't have expected coming into it? Um, not really. Uh, they made me study some like like because I didn't know it like what different type of terpenes they were. Like I just know terpenes were like flavor and like right. whatnot. So like. Uh, it was kind of interesting how studying terpenes and cannabinoids because I didn't know any like I knew that THC and CBD like those are cannabinoids but like I didn't know that like, like CBGs and yeah, THC exactly and like THC. there's so many of them yeah. and like yeah exactly and like how like it said when it says twenty like our thirty two percent total can- cannabinoids that doesn't mean total THC you know like right exactly so like okay yeah it's just new information to me because the rest awesome. of that the rest of that Dope. percentage is fats lipids plant material and uh, terpenes. Mm-hmm. You're talking about with oil. I'm talking about even just like weed in general. Like there's 30, if they've tested the weed to be 32% total cannabinoids, the rest of that is just plant material, fats, lipids, terpenes, um, things like that, isn't it? No. It's, what, uh, what do you mean? It's, the, other, like, it's other cannabinoids. Well, you're, to, talking no, about, you're talking about the, the everything else besides in oil. The, no, so you're no, saying. talking about in flour. So like if total cannabinoids is 32%, say, so we're still left over with 68%, and all of that is the. 
chlorophyll, yeah, plant, plant, plant material, plant material, everything, yeah. all the carbon. Else. Yeah, because because yeah. whether whether that total cannabinoids is encompassing of the uh, THC or the CBD, it, it's it's total cannabinoids. It's not it's whatever's not tested even. Because if it's like twenty three percent THC, you know, point zero three CBD total cannabinoids. Total cannabinoids is thirty two. There's other cannabinoids unaccounted yeah. for, but the rest yeah. of that percentage that's not in that thirty two percent. Yeah, it's plant material and yeah. terpenes. Yeah. Everything outside of that thirty two percent. Exactly. Do do you get a lot of customers asking you about this? difference between the total thc and total cannabinoids do you feel uh yeah i do uh, a couple times i I definitely get the uh asking them about the difference between co2 and like distilled a lot and like i don't really i'm not really knowledgeable in that either honestly so like uh i just know i don't prefer co2 so like that's what i tell them yeah i don't prefer co2 it's like that like nasty waxy taste like it does have that flavor i will say i will say co2 does have that 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 quality too it doesn't have that extremely terpiness about it but i think that what it does have uh it it, that distillate doesn't have is the full spectrum cannabis high to it it's it's not full spectrum as in containing everything that weed actually does but it's got more intact qualities and a wider variety of those do you uh, want a nutshell mm -hmm. uh, explanation on what the difference is sure yeah let's do it all right so uh distillate versus co2 CO2 is extracted under extremely high pressure by liquid CO2 gas in a huge column, similar to BHO. Okay. Uh, but you force the, the liquid CO2 through the column, and then obviously you remove the CO2 and you're over the plant. Get, the plant material is in yeah, the column. Yeah, in the of column, course, like yeah. A, yeah, a huge column full of plant material, and mm-hmm. and you force the liquid CO2 through it. So it is a solvent extraction, uh, and you're going to get whatever uh, materials that that particular solvent will dissolve. Right. With distillate. You're typically working with uh, a pre, like a, a solvent of any nature, like uh, a BHO, product, like a BHO, a PHO, PHO. Yeah, you could be. And you it could even extract that out, right? Or like, and then you distill it, it. So it's it's done with heat, and you heat that material up to the point of THC uh, evaporation, and the THC evaporates and condenses in a through like a coil, mm-hmm. and you end up with like a nearly pure THC uh, extract that's been done through heat. So for one, it's decarboxylized, right? Because it's been heated, so it's a more pure THC. It's clear, uh, and it's, it's, it's often days. clear. Yeah, because it's uh, you're leaving basically all the byproducts behind by just doing this distillation process. For sure, but, but what you're happens, also leaving the other cannabinoids behind and terpenes. Right. So now you just have a pure THC. So it's almost like who drinks Everclear? You know, it's just not it. I, it's a well, it, it's it's not a very interesting experience. Mm-mm. You've taken away any kind of. Uh, Nyance that the the weed would have had, whereas like a CO two oil, whether the extraction tastes great or not, at least you're getting a little wider spectrum of those cannabinoids we were talking about. Um, but in a, a nutshell, little bit closer to a weed high coming from CO two. So yeah, and right. sometimes they'll they'll <laughs> add terpenes because in the extraction process of that oil, the terpenes will be some of the first evaporated material. So you can actually evaporate the terpenes, collect them, and then add them back to the distillate to reintroduce some of the cannabis flavor to the distillate uh, okay. which will kind of have a bit of negation on the high where you know you'll you'll, you'll have experience a, yeah, a little bit of the yeah the, the spectrum of what terpenes can add to that thc and stuff like that and how those two uh those two molecules um you know work with your endocannabinoid system and stuff like that but i will say that i think that the thing about because uh, if you remember back in medical days uh clear the qual the product clear have you ever heard that one specifically yeah. yes it was distillate it was flavorless, distillate, clear. 
like ninety eight percent pure yeah, THC. Yeah, ninety nine. It was it was high, it was all yeah. It was just astronomically high. Everything it could be. I don't even know. Um, but it was. Uh, and then whenever you add those terpenes back into it, you just have that. Um, I don't know. To me, even even in a vaping product or something kind of like that, it does have more of a pleasant flavor. I think that it has more of a different flavor to offer, and maybe potentially depending on how that CO two was. I've had CO two oil though that wasn't specifically really waxy. Like there's same here. I've actually had some really good stuff before as well. I prefer CO2. I think that's with CO2 because of the extraction process, the starting material is far more important. Yeah. So if you're getting CO2 from a uh, garden or a a company that sources really high end material that you can see where the garden, you know what I mean, is or or what kind of material they're using, Mm -hmm. um, then you can maybe be a little more apt to trust the CO2. Mm -hmm. But when you get CO2 that's made from shitty product right. it's really bad I feel like it's, that's you, it's really indicative most too most of the CO2 yeah. like dark to. <clears throat> almost yeah it just, I would say an, uh, like an un, unclear look to it and that's one thing that scares me out of distillate is that yeah your your final product is a really uh, pure product but you're refining it from a potentially bunk material that's what I've heard, yeah. That so, distilled like could be like moldy weed and like you never it, even yeah, know. Exactly. Like, it, it, it it really, nothing survives yeah. that distillation process. No. Yeah. And um so yeah, you really like it's hard to say like what for me it's almost like cannabis has a vibration. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of times I think I prefer the flower. It's because you're getting the holistic experience, the whole vibration, or even like rosin or, or solventless. Uh you're not doing an extraction where these extractions are uh This different. almost smells like a cigarette. Really? Mm-hmm. It tastes wow. hella good. It does taste really good. That's a yeah. refreshing change. I already feel like in my zone a little more. Yeah. Starting to relax. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, fuck the sativas. <laughs> like as it was getting passed around, I was kind of like, it smells like somebody's smoking a cigarette in here right now. Oh, gross. That doesn't make me feel good. It could be my, it could be my roommate. Um, But yeah, I, I think... Uh, oh, that does taste good. I just got a good taste on my second hand. Yeah, very cushy, yeah. right? Very good. That's good. You can taste that chem in there. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, very cushy chemmy. Um, totally sidetracked my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry, all good. Oh, we're talking about CO two oils and just that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the solvents are kind of important, I think, because different solvents have different polarities and they'll catch different molecules. Yep. So each extract kind of provides a different spectrum of what the cannabis plant has to provide. Uh, whereas like rosin and uh, bubble hash, they're whole plant extracts, so you're getting the majority of the cannabinoids and the whole spectrum of what it has to provide. So I think the high you get is a lot maybe more rounded and more indicative of that particular strain you know and i think that's why dabs can have a more similar effect across the board Mm -hmm. you know especially when you're dealing with similar um extraction techniques almost and maybe Mm -hmm. that's why people kind of lump that hydrocarbon all in one yeah and then also you'll see people navigate towards their favorite textures often more than they will the Strain, sure, yeah, and and half of that is because it's whatever they prefer to deal with. Because taking dabs can be a pain in the ass, depending on the tools you're using, as far as yep. a dabber or right. what setup you have. But I think also maybe everything's hard with a sherbet pencil. <laughs> there's something to be said, I think, for <laughs> what different textures provide in the way that high is going to be, or the different solvents to make different textures for what the high is going to be. You know, right. How how different? Like some people just love oleum stuff. Yep, and they they have a really interesting extract process that makes a particular product that kind of 
it, it hits different, but it all hits similar. And it all tastes similar. It all definitely tastes similar. Except I for the, I, will, I will say, that. I will say, except for the live resins, or live resins do start to oh, tr- yeah. tr- start to cross into that actual yeah. flavor of the flower. Exactly. Yeah. But that's because it's not their honey crystal, which is a very specific filtration process to get that product to look exactly how it does every single time. Um, right. And I think that that's got a lot to do with the way that oleum it's maintains really their quality. Yeah. So how long have you been trying to get into the industry? Have you applied at quite a few places? Is this one of your first ones? Yeah, I was applying for at least like three months. Okay. Uh, yeah, I already had other jobs, and I, but I was applying for at least three months and just keeping in contact with everybody. And like uh, Cushman's was the first place to actually give me the first interview. So I like kept calling them, kept calling them. I felt like I was bugging them a lot. That's how you got to get a job. Yeah, though. I know. No, yeah. honestly, because like, he kept getting in contact with me eventually. And I was like, well, dude, just keep <laughs> reminding me because we're still we're still pursuing people. And it, I think what and this is not to say anything negative about um, your your capability, but. It's, it's essentially our industry only looks for folks that are within our industry. I was just ninety percent of the time. Say that as far as I know, you may be what the first person hired without industry experience at Linwood, at least. Yeah, yeah. I think you are the first person by Cushman's to be hired without industry experience. Oh yeah, I'm special. What's up? I mean, and, I'm and, and <laughs> to put a, a little asterisk on that, besides me. Ooh. Sure. Well, <laughs> there we go. They, so That's what's up. When well. I got hired on day one, they said I was without experience. So I literally got hired as a door guy. I like, can, you're not I allowed can, to sell weed yet. We don't know what you can do. And I then, can like, argue that so oh, hard, sure. though. I've seen you sell more weed than anybody in, in your vicinity. Right. And we're talking like, and like a competition of upwards of 30. None of it had any, uh, none of it was on paper. They were like, we don't know, y- you don't even have experience. And then like two days of me standing at the door telling people what to buy. <laughs> 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 They're like, okay, Nate, come here. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Get behind this counter. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So... Technically, I didn't have any experience, but it was yeah. Real. And, I, and I'll say, like <laughs> there, there, are, there are points in time when the people we that did have experience and the the those times that they do, they still let you down in the long run sometimes. Right, people um, who come in with the preconceived notions on what they want to do in the weed store and what they think you want of them, sometimes isn't the best. Man, we got a new hire in the bar, and he is killing the fucking game. Gotta love that. Yeah, so nice to have some fresh blood that's just crushing game. Like fuck yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Sometimes. How do you feel like I'm doing, Cam? Honestly, I think you're killing it, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not to not to, not to give you any pre pre review um, compliments because I oh, still yeah, got to give sure. you one of those. Yeah. But what's one of those things that I think that uh, like as far as being a new bartender, as far as being a new person in a re- in the recreational scene, um, offering all that customer service that you have to offer is pretty much what Cushman's has to stand for when it comes for uh, you know selling weed. And you do you do do that well, awesome. or so like cool. so I've been told. So you ready for a pop quiz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get like are we just, no, are we, no, are we just gonna like, rail them now with yeah, like, oh like, no. if, if I just walked in and like with your memory of what's on what's on the shelves and I know you haven't been there long, but if I was like I just want some just like the gassiest, gnarliest weed, I'm not too worried about the price. I just want like an eighth of the dankest fucking gas you have, what would you point me out? Um I will I mean I've been really digging on the rocket, so I'd probably point you to the cake crasher for rocket. All right, I have had that, and then my rebuttal would be like, "Oh man, I just tried that. It's kind of sweet and perf- like not perf- like it's like cotton candy. It's kind of that's purple punch, it not really hit gas. Me, hit me quite yeah, as hard yeah, as I not, want it to. It's not super hard. And then and then what would you go with? Okay, so because um, that would be my answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I would say the uh, the uh, Star Killer from Doghouse. All right, Boom. there you go. There you yep. go. Now you got it. 
Yeah, nailed it. Yep. Good okay. job. So yeah, <laughs> and, and and that's nice because you didn't intimidate me. I would have seen like a really pretty weed that mm-hmm. had a, and and when the first time I saw it, I was like, I did buy it. And for what I it is, a half ounce of it. Yeah, for what it is, it is good. <laughs> yeah, for so sure. it wasn't like a bad suggestion. Um, but then like going with the fell safe for the star killer is like okay, yeah. If somebody really just wants to get a KO, yeah, that doghouse star killer will do it. Mm-hmm. We'll do it definitely. Yeah, it's pure Kush to the core. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I just took my last bong hit of my eighth of it today. Oh man, gotta get you some more then. I've been rolling it with the Rude Boy, dude. I feel that's, like that combination is man. just so stellar. It really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah, that's a combo I did when I was in Chicago when it was freezing. It was like thirty degrees out, and I'm outside smoking a blunt in a backwood of Rude Boy of that exact combo, yeah. Starkiller and Rude Boy. It was just so crisp, tasting in my mouth every single hit. Like it was one of those ones where I just smoked the blunt down to where it's just burning the shit right. out of my fingers because yep. I didn't want to stop hitting it. You know, and we gives you those really funny thoughts where you're just like kind of goofy. I had mm-hmm. that on that. I was like, I wonder, would you call it Starboy? Because like, boy? you know, like, I'm a star boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then I was like, or it'd be rude killer. I was like, oh, that's pretty heavy. I, was like, I, was like, I don't know. These that's are like dark. two really good names. I was like. I think it'd have to be Starboy Root Killer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Starboy Root Killer. That's right. a good name. Yeah. Right. I was like, this is the coolest weed. That's what's up. Speaking yeah. of combinations, I've been, so, uh, Monty, you got to smoke the rainbow chip with me. This is some of the black market weed that I came across. Rainbow chip. Yeah. Um, no, that's a mustache burner. Mm-hmm. Um, rainbow chip mm-hmm. is a uh, mint chocolate chip crossed with sunset. Um, I think we tried this. Did we, we smoke we this? We smoked this together. Yeah, it was off yeah, mic. Yeah, no, I tried that. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. Yeah, um, it was more of exotic genetics gear. Definitely. By the but, way, they did a fresh drop of seeds. Anybody who buys genetics or fucks with seeds, even if you don't, go look at their new crosses because honestly, in six months, you'll be seeing these crosses and they'll just sound like fucking like derp a derp strains like oh god the new the new fucking strawberry fuck mm. yourself cool uh, <laughs> but the reality is if you know that oh shit they've been working on the back end some reputable brands like archive or exotic like go mm. see what their fresh drop is because you know in six months any fucking company that's got their shit together is going to be popping these seeds right um but anyways back on the combination thing uh i just started mixing that stuff shit up manually and it tastes the exact same like I started mixing it. Oh, sherbet and, and and mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. Yeah, I got the cloud nine in the doghouse, and That's so funny. Yeah, and it. I was like super surprised. I would say the high is not exactly the same. Yeah, but the flavor is right there. And I was funny. like, what? Yeah, I was way thrown off because right? I was because like that that I would say that happens maybe like really ten percent of the time you start mixing shit together. I'm going in on a bong hit of this combination. We haven't took a bong hit on the Ooh. show in a minute. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I wish I could do that on cleaner water. <laughs> I've been smoking. Yeah, right. I've been smoking the steamroller. That's been my go to lately. I mean, it's it's it's, it's it later. Recently, just teed up like that, but like teed up. Is yeah. that like when it looks like tea? Yeah, that's what I call it. Oh, that's Narbar. It looks like uh, some creature of the Black Lagoon shit. Woo. People are worried about like weed and like are uh, molding their weed, and then like you see their bong. <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> Sometimes it's just so ratchet. I will never, I'll, I'll never let my bong get that bad. But mm. it, it's like that. That's as bad as bad as it gets. So tasty. That's not terrible at all. So hit, yeah, hit thank good. you. I appreciate yeah. that. But like, I've seen, I've seen like, worse. <clears throat> I, I definitely come over to people's houses and been like, "Oh, dude, we're not about to smoke out of that." Yeah, mine's worse. Oh, yeah, no. right. We're not about to do that, dude. I've definitely done that too. I'm out of rock salt, so mine's worse. Like, holy shit. I would say that dirty water versus old water is different. If sure. the water's really dirty because you've just been crushing bowls, but you just filled it up like yesterday, yeah, not so bad. Yeah, I just filled that up literally but like two days ago. even if it looks clean and it's like a couple weeks old, danger. Yeah. 
that shit's gnar bar because you'll look and there'll be like these little the white floaty white things. Float, these yeah. little white swirly dudes and yeah. you're like, oh, that's not good. No. These little white white swirly dudes are definitely not good. Mine's <laughs> more about... It's when you bust out the ISO. Yeah, mine's maybe all, even a little salt. Mine's yeah. all crusty, but I'm const- I'm like dumping the water out on a daily basis and yeah. putting new water in there, but that, that crust white? that goes... I heard vinegar will clean that out. The, also... The, no, the, like the black... Resinous oh. crust that you need like rock salt yeah, to get off. Yeah, I've been out of rock salt for quite a while, and I so, just can uh, never remember to get it. So no, fresh out of rock salt. Not yeah. no, no plug for it, but uh, grunge <laughs> off. Grunge off will eat the resin off of your bongs, and not. Uh, and it's not. I would say it's not. It's. <coughs> I say it's non toxic. So think about it as a gugon kind of thing, but like it, it'll basically kind of uh, it'll it'll help pull that resin off of there. It'll at least let it loose, and then um, it doesn't leave a uh, spot water spots on there either because it's a citrus based cleaner. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's reusable too. So especially for dab rigs, dab rigs are where it comes into really handy. Because like you say, I I know your eyebrows go up whenever it says like reusable, but um, it's really it's true. So it's one of those things. Like uh, when it comes to weed, I would say that I use I've used it reused it maybe three times before I really felt like this is not good. But it's also I never let my bongs get to being that bad. You know. So it's like, but it's it's marketed it's marketed to be such skepticism is strong. It's marketed to be such, and I tried to use it as that. It, it works. It's so marketed for bong cleaning now. Yes, on the package. Yeah, it's yeah. grunge off. Grunge off. Oh yeah, it's made for bong cleaning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was thinking of like Goo Gone or one of these fucking. It's got some fuzz on there, but yeah, I've seen like 420 cleaner. Yeah, 420 cleaner. It's not like 420 cleaner that has all that salt one. and shit in there, anyways. But no, it's uh like 420 cleaner is still an alcohol-based product, which will leave water spots all over your fucking mm. like stuff. Yeah, and it's not reusable. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I heard vinegar. Yeah, you got to use 420 cleaner only once. All right, so let's jump back into Massachusetts real quick. The actual. Uh, Laws, if you want to do a little bit more than the. Do you guys want something else to drink while while you guys are getting back into this? Um, Still got some stuff kind of yeah, going on. I'm I have good. a I have a Woot Stout in there. Oh Woot, yes, Woot, that shit's fucking dank as fuck. Let's do that then. I had no, <laughs> do I had no food before I came here. Oh man, you didn't hey, go to time on. Here you go, no, dude. Man, I woke up at two and just like kind of got ready and All came right. over. We got the we got the stout breakfast. Oh, it's so good. I love Criminal. it. Criminal. Right, let me down this. I think Nick's getting it. Oh man! Yeah. All right, so Ditto. Massachusetts actual laws and penalties. If you want to do more than the ounce of weed on you, and the more than the ten ounces in your home, then uh, if you get caught with more than one ounce on you, your first time, you're just looking at up to six months and a five hundred dollar fine. Nothing too drastic, and you know that's the, not a mandatory, nothing like that. So you'll probably get the five hundred dollar fine and no jail time first time, and then. Your second time around, you're looking at up to two years and a $2,000 fund, and that is when you'll probably really do the six months, uh-huh. you know, like that type of shit. Yeah. Economics and skin color all all accounted for in racist-ass Massachusetts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, so then we go down to with intent to distribute, which really it just turns into the amount you have on you. And so less than 50 pounds, you're looking at zero to two years with a $5,000 fine. More than 50 pounds, or no, less than 50 pounds on your next offense. You're looking at a year to two and a half years with a $10,000 fine. And then when you jump up to 50 to 100 pounds, that's when you got a mandatory minimum of a year. So that's when you got to start watching out when you get above the 50 pounds. I feel like this is one of the scariest weed podcasts out there. Yeah, you said that before. This shit is so rowdy. 
Every yeah, time we go, we go over these laws. Yeah, I mean, it's not that bad, but I, yeah. Who has 50 pounds anyways? I'm like, you're fucking doing with this shit. You got to go to jail. You're driving year. from Florida to New York. Oh, man. But that's a fucking long time in jail, So man. then you got, yeah. yeah. Then you got any, 100. Any times, long time. 100 pounds to a ton. 100 to 2,000 pounds. We're looking at felony with a mandatory minimum of two years. And then we're going up to 15 years with a $25,000 fine. That's pretty fierce. What's up? Did we forget the beer? Oh, I thought you said my name was <laughs> He didn't oh. know. I'm going to use a restroom. Yeah, he got now. up right when we said it, so I thought that's what he was getting. I was, but I couldn't find it. Oh, he's going to find it. Gotcha. Oh, Monty's taking a piss break. That's what happens when we drink this many beers. Just I me and you, I'm Brandon. The, no, I honestly think I'm going to go You're next. You're in the, so next, the next one? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> got to take a piss myself. Uh, so do I, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, now, so we were just at the 100 to 2,000 pounds is the... Mandatory minimum two years, up to fifteen years, twenty five thousand dollar fine. Two thousand to ten thousand pounds of weed. Oh, what a good jump! What do you think about that? That's 10, a lot. Ten thousand pounds of weed, bro. Well, but two thousand I mean, is where it starts. Got to make that money, <laughs> <Just right? get. laughs> You know, that's like so. We we speculate that these are for the semis that are traveling from yeah, one, yeah. You know, down south to up north. From uh, in this case, I believe we'd be probably Definitely. transporting weed from Jamaica. You need to be able. Well, you need to be able to handle a car Jim load at least. Like that's two thousand. Two thousand pounds. That's at least the back of a pickup truck. You think? Yeah. A, you think two thousand pounds fits in the back of a pickup truck? Yeah, a ton. A ton? Yeah. You, like it's got to be a Ford. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking shit one now. <laughs> I don't even know how they classify, you know, the model Hemi truck, Ford Hemi truck. One ton. Yeah. yeah. It's got a. And then let's see here. More than 10,000 pounds. Oh, no. So I didn't say how much you get for the two to 10. Two to 10,000 pounds. Two thousand. God damn all this fucking drugs in my 2, brain. <laughs> 2,000 to 10,000 pounds of weed gets you three and a half years mandatory minimum with a cap of 15 years and a $50,000 fine. So that's really, they all got mandatory mins on this bitch. 10,000 pounds or more. So much weed. 10,000 pounds is f- what? Five tons. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's eight year mandatory minimum. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Fucking. That's a well, lot of weed. Yeah. It's a lot of weed. It's a lot of weed. Man, I would charge a That's lot of money. Cartel shit. Yeah, I would charge a lot of money to transport that much weed. Yep. Like if you're looking at eight, how much would you charge to look at that to much? risk eight years? Yeah. Well, let's look at it already. What's the fucking cost? So it's it, you. It's going to cost you two hundred thousand if they fuck up. If you fuck up, so <laughs> you're going to need even way more than that, just mm-hmm. in case. And then if you have 10,000 pounds of weed, how much, you know, how much are they making off of that so you can get your cut? Yeah, oh, man. You know, that's all part of the factoring of yeah. how much is it costing you. I know I'm this curious. is, you know. I bet they lowball these motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Just get people that, like, probably don't even have, like, proper paperwork or some shit or. Yeah, what <laughs> if they. Oh, no, dude. They're going to throw the book at you once they, once you, once they start seeing all the shit. Right. Yeah, they probably tell you, like, you're safe. We'll fucking bust you out. And then if you do, you know what happens? You just get assassinated. Yeah. Somebody just shoves you in the yard. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens. You just bleed out shit. all over the fucking concrete. Yeah, they they You're can't moving have nobody talking. the Mexican cartel, so. It's done. Oh, man. Dude, this, this, this is, uh, I mean, they're not is one of my favorites, best. That's dude. what our president said. And this is a good. And all this oh, fucking dude, shit. It's so good. It's got such a... So, 
Brandon was telling me right before we started this whole thing that he hadn't had the opportunity to try maybe uh, Imperial Stouts. Have you tried these before that you know of? No, I have not. Do you yeah, want let's him? do it. He's like <laughs> for sure. This, a, this one is a really really special tasting one. Oh, There's a lot so of good, good stuff in it. Yeah, like no. maybe read the front of that and kind of know what the flavors are. It's so nice. Um, but oh, yeah, what, what's, what's your what's your opinion of the, of the Imperial Stout so far? Yeah, what are you thinking of these beers in general? You've got to try a few different ones. Um, they're actually they're actually pretty good, honestly. I really like them. Um, not a huge beer connoisseur, but like they're nice. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah, this one is. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love this one. Digging out cold that one is. That's nice. How cold that one is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other two were a little bit warm. <laughs> I would say the first, well, maybe the first one by the time we got to you. These beers. Second one, yeah. I find get better as they warm up. Yeah, say they do. Tastes better when I, I, I really don't mind when the Imperial Stouts come room temperature. Yeah. This one's definitely my favorite tasting. That's really good. Yeah. 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 Mine too. I got a 22 wow. of this just saved. So <laughs> How do you guys like feel like these, all these, all these uh, Imperial Stouts compare to each other? Is this that one a, crushes the other one. Sorry. Yeah. Stone knows what they're doing, you know? Yeah. These guys, th- th- uh, Odin's, hammer- Odin's Brewing. Yeah, Odin's Brewing. They're, I mean, they're good, but like, fuck, dude, Stone really's got it together. Man, I went searching for that Walker Vesa. It's gone. Mm-mm. I just bought some this week. He probably bought it all. No, uh-huh. I didn't, dude. Where did you get so, it from? No, I, didn't, I told dude. you the, the, the Costco <laughs> off 112th. Oh, yeah. I went to I went to Toggles and they were all out of it. Oh man, yeah, it's to Costco at one twelve. They got fucking Cos- so much of it. My Costco. Card I think just they, went I out. think they just. Uh, okay, next time Total next time I go next time I go has, I'll let you know and that way I'll you tell me if you need like one. Six packs. What was it? I've Total seen wine. It, like six packs of Total Wine. I loved it with that cinnamon. Not lately, but taste. I have in the past. It's the twenty twos they have over at a uh, at a uh, at Costco. So um, yeah, dude. Next time I go, I'll let you all know right. so you can let me know if you want one. You know what we should do. We should roll Camelition Man with a bunch of pineapple pancake dabs in it. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. I amplified that excitement. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be sorry unless it wasn't genuine, but then now I feel like it wasn't genuine. I just feel like the the, react, the reaction I got was like, oh shit, never mind. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. So, I don't know. <laughs> we got cultivation. Go up a little bit, Nick. It's all good. So cultivation up to six plants, no penalty. Um, for some reason, they have distribution on here again when everything I just read was possession with intent to distribute, and it's all the same exact thing. So I don't know why they have two different categories for mm. intent to distribute and distribution. Well, probably because well, one like, is if they catch you in the deal. They like actually like they, make a deal with an undercover. And then it's, the it's other one, one, other one is like they catch you with and a whole a lot bunch of times, baggies. That's the right. And then, like, so I would go, say it's one way to throw one one one, one, one law on top of the other. Both. Like one one penalty on top of the other because if they if they're trying to separate those two or at least you know classify yeah, it's them exactly both in the same. Look, five thousand. Let's see, zero to two, one point two five, all the way down. It's the exact same penalty. You got you got caught with the intent you to know? distribute, <laughs> and we caught you distributing at the same time, motherfucker. You distributed and you intended to do it. You weren't even just like doing it by accident. Like, don't fuck up. Well, see, I think it's more about the plea deal, but it's not even because it's not less time. So sure, that's in- usually because like my first time getting caught with a weed pipe, I got charged with possession of drug paraphernalia initially, and then they dropped it down to intent to possess drug paraphernalia. Well, just to take away the huh. the jail time. 
That's cool. But that's know. dumb. Wow. They, everything's the same. So it's right. like basically so no, no, no. For it. Literally, it's no. It's got to be only to stack it. Like that's the only yeah. reason these things are, are there. Exactly. It's like so they can stack it on yeah. top of each other. Exactly. So then we got hash and concentrates. Uh, like I said, you can have up to five grams. Between five grams to an ounce isn't that big of a deal. You're only getting a hundred dollar fine. Uh, no jail time. No like uh, misdemeanor or anything like that. Ooh, hiccups. More than an ounce, still no classification, and you're looking at up to a year with a thousand dollar fine. So that's not too crazy. Possession of more than an ounce, or no, manufacturing or distributing uh, hashed concentrates, you're looking at two and a half to five years with a five thousand dollar fine. Still no mandatory minimum on that, so that's all right. And then if you do that to a minor. It's two to fifteen if, years. If you, so initially, you you manufacture or cultivate a minor. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, or run a sweatshop with a bunch of miners trimming your shit. Yeah, using a miner to manufacture or distribute—that's what you're talking Ooh. about. That's Ooh. the mandatory minimum of five years, up to fifteen years. Yeah, it's a hundred thousand dollar fine. Keep your kids out of it. They catch you in the grow room, and your kids got like a water bucket in their hand. Oh <laughs> shit! They got they you're got done. them right then and there. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. somebody in this room could have gotten trouble for. That. You're done. You're done, dude. Allegedly. Straight Somebody to jail. In this room maybe Do not has pass go. Allegedly. It's just gardening. Somebody maybe has told their seven-year-old, hey, you can squeeze back there and get them two plants for me, bro. Thank you. <laughs> um, where are we at? Paraphernalia. No worries. You're good. If you are selling paraphernalia to somebody under 18, that is a felony with three to five years and a five thousand. Man, they're carding fine. you at all at those shops. Don't walk in there without exactly. your 18-year-old card. Whether it's fake or real, you better bring it with you. They're going to card you. You can't get your paraphernalia without it. And and I went through and I read all like the fine print on here earlier, and there's nothing to like uh, really ex- explain. Everything was pretty self-explanatory and everything. So there we are. That is Massachusetts all wrapped up with a little bow. And I was excited to read this because, like I said, I'm heading there in January. And Noise. so I'll be, you know, check you out can, their weed. You can have up to 10 ounces like. on you, bro. Don't worry. Or I can have one ounce one on ounce you. One ounce on you, but 10 ounces at home. T- 10 ounces up in the hotel. <laughs> Locked up in that little, in that little the, safe thing. In the hotel safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just me, just you know, blowing the giant doinks. <laughs> you know, I got like, you know, half, half pee up in the closet for five days. There you go. <laughs> Locked up. You know what I was thinking when I was pissing? I was like, we really need to find some happy cannabis news. This was like, good. This was pretty good. They have rec. They got medical. You can God, I can smell that yeah. weed from over have, here. You can have six plants. You can up to 12 That's in your right. house. So yeah, it, it is pretty good. good news. Yeah. Yeah. All of it's if you're trying to do more than, I mean, you're trying to have more than 10 ounces in your house, then... You know, Fuck yeah, you. That's kind of no, I'm just joking. Right. <laughs> but 10 ounces isn't that much if you it's got not, six plants. No. That's true. But I, uh, 12 plants, though. If you're a good though, grower. You can, can, right. so, you gotta, what's, I wonder if you can share it. So six plants, yeah, you just you're just give, thinking. Just that's, give it to the homies. Six plants, Wait. That's, that's three. Wait, so they said 12. You can have up to 12 plants per household. Yeah. So they're only expecting 10 ounces in the home? Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's it's 10 ounces, yeah, no, 10 so ounces like, per person. Per person, but still. Okay, so, so we got I, got I got I got I got three kids and that's, a nanny and right. my grandparents are here. And just got to grow some moderate plants. Yeah, moderate plants. Yeah, you know it's not bad. No, you're not doing cool. anything crazy. It would be fun to be a hobbyist grower in a situation like that. Right, that's mm-hmm. exactly what I think it's for. It's yeah, for it'd be you so to, fun. Like, and you like would you not have to tomatoes. ever buy. You would not have to ever buy weed. I want to no. grow some tomatoes. I could, some I could make and some six weed. plants. Yeah, be my personal for sure. I'm Absolutely, grow a of corn yeah. stalks. Dude, and I'd be in the back, open blasting. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> Damn right. Open blasting all day. Nah, you can't do that. Hazardous. Closed loop. Open all blasting way. is dangerous. 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 Surgeon General warns. <laughs> so have you learned anything new since joining the since uh started working at Cushman's Brandon? Uh yeah, definitely. Um just like how you guys made me study about like the terpenes and the cannabinoids, but yeah, um like uh Did that help you I at all? I, I'm that, just yeah, I'm it, just curious because that that was one thing that you know, this is, I, I really don't want to have to talk about work, but at the same time, it's no, like, fine. we decided to do a second interview with you because you didn't have any 502 retail knowledge before. And I think For one sure. of the biggest things that come into play with that is probably a little bit more with uh, what kind of knowledge can you bring to the table and um, more or less how I maybe, maybe uh, how well, how serious do you take the the retail industry for 502 specifically because of how closely, you know, it is related to your uh, criminal record. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess how you said that. How helpful was that for you? Um, it was really helpful, honestly. Like, uh, it's like I, it's, it's honestly just to more do a second interview to do more research. And all, do right, yeah, all right, it's all right, more yeah. interesting learning about it. Like, and like just learning more new things about cannabis is honestly just awesome in general. Just because you can help out the customers that way and like tell them like, yo, this terpene affects you this way. You what know? did you get caught doing? What did you do? Uh, it was related to cannabis. You have a cannabis-related offense? Is that what not at all. Said? What? Oh, not no. at all. I just heard criminal record. No, because having a job at the I five zero at a retailer for I five zero two does have your your criminal records on the on the line. You you have the ability to get charged with a gross misdemeanor at this point. Previously, it was a felony if you sold weed to a minor or you had a criminal or you you're, you're putting your criminal record on the Whoa, line. Is what I'm saying. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Man, did, did, did as, that, as just as I was listening, to that, I was like. Yeah, what the fuck? So you had to do a second interview because of his of his criminal record. No, but I was <laughs> like, okay, that's like exactly that's exactly what you laid down. I was like, oh shit! Now we're getting into the, the nitty gritty. I'm a pretty good guy. I'm not saying you're not. If you have a no. cannabis related criminal record, that means you're fucking. That's why this shit scares me because a yeah, lot no. of good people get in trouble for cannabis. And it's fucking bullshit. It doesn't matter how many plants you should grow in your house. It's still just fucking weed. It doesn't hurt anybody. The only thing it does is it takes money out of the fucking people who are trying to make money on it, or it's tax exempt because it puts it's black money in the market. people that are trying to make money. It puts money. Yeah, it's in a the black market thing, and it's it it's yeah, it's putting it's criminal money, right? Yeah. So it's bad, but it's not hurting anybody. No, unless yeah. people are getting shot in the streets and all. stuff over these like bad deals and this and that. That happens, right? Not Collateral damage. And it I happens. wasn't talking about but the drug itself. Yeah. Is, is benign. And I wasn't trying to say that he yeah. had a criminal record. Okay, I just had to clear that out because that's exactly. What I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck? You got to okay? What kind of yeah, question no. is this, camera? Yeah, I was like, "Damn, that's that's a lot to put on a guy on air." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oof. Uh, yeah, not I at came all. out and didn't know what the fuck was going on. I just went to the bathroom and came out and like, "What? He's got a criminal record." <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? "This guy's gonna get kicked out of here because yeah, he has a my, criminal record." My ears <laughs> were burning like my no. fucking. Oh, but no. I came Man. out to it to where like it sounded like you weren't happy with. With Brandon because he had a criminal <laughs> record and he's gonna have to go. He's not allowed on the podcast yeah. anymore. Uh, Get the fuck fucking criminal. Out of here. Yeah, criminal. <laughs> nah. I was like, what's going on out here? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Not at all. I I'll, basically all I did was because Brandon didn't have any previous I five oh two retail experience. We just asked him to come in for a second interview and before I gave him that interview, I asked him to do a little bit of research so that he can be a little more prepared for more in-depth uh, cannabis knowledge and things kind of like that, questions surrounding I, uh, that, and uh, and specifically I-502. 
So, I have a curiosity. Gotcha. Did uh, in your terpene research, did you read much up on the entourage effect? Um, I actually heard about that, and it like I literally was watching a video, and they're like something about the entourage effects but we'll get that through that in a later video and i'm like okay well i didn't never got to that video so like yeah i actually did hear about it was that what is that was that the fair winds thing it was just on youtube honestly i was just looking up what is terpene like uh definition terpenes like and like terpenes affect i'll do it while you're doing that okay yeah i was gonna say the entourage (laughs) effect is pretty intense and like yeah so i guess the best way to start off with it is are you familiar with um aromatherapy no. Like where people use uh, peppermint near their beds to go essential to sleep at oils night. And essential like oils. Essential oils. into the air. You know, they use Vicks when they're sick or something like that. A I guess, similar. I guess, that's, I guess that, a, is. that is aromatherapy right it there. Is, for sure. Um, or, you know, those like those diffusers people have in their house where yep. the smells are coming out. Yeah. So those are terpenes Incense. basically that you're putting in there. Oh, okay. And, they, and that's why, and those give you those effects, the aromatherapy effects. Like you put, you would use more of a, a lemonine in the morning to help wake you up, more of a peppermint at night to help sleep. Go to sleep. Okay, so you know how they um, have those lamelul. machines, though. Like, oh yeah. yeah, sorry, I was meaning to interrupt you, but uh, you know how they have those machines. I was actually thinking of a cool idea of an app that you can invent if you just had the that machine and stick it all. You know, it's filled with all the terpenes, different terpenes, so you so can actually have one of those. But it's not even out on the market yet, to where you're going to be able to program which terpenes and cannabinoids and what ratios you want. Exactly. You can either put it in an essential oil. Uh, thing, or you can put it right in a vape cartridge, or you can. There's in Seattle. It's a company based in Seattle, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Interesting, but yeah. um, yeah, they're in the process of doing it, and they had to veer from being a cannabis-related product to just a home therapy product. Okay, so that way they mm. could be a, a worldwide a national, product, yeah, a national product as opposed okay, to just that, yeah, a medical sense. state product. But mm-hmm. in medical states, what they're trying to do right now is make it to where you're able to buy their cartridges in medical states. And that's the bunch of loopholes they're trying to jump through right now. But that's going to be dope exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And that does lead to what I'm talking about, the entourage effect. So when you have a combination of say, uh, so I'll start off with like the terpenes give you those different effects like you read about, you know, uh, antidepressant or, um, you know, whatever it may be. And those are the same exact things that aromatherapy you is based on. Yeah. Right. And so then when you combine those effects with cannabinoids, it amplifies them and may uh, slightly change them, but mostly amplify them. So when you add a THCV to a lemonine, it gives you a great dose of like antidepressant as well as some of that um, uh, anti uh, fucking makes you not hungry. Um, what would it what would it be called? Makes you not hungry anymore. Anti uh, ap- appetite uh, appetite suppressant. Suppressant. Okay. Yeah. So you're getting like these things that combine together to make you really ready to go. You know, and oh, they and sense. they work with each other, and that's the entourage effect. Well, and lemonine actually, like scientifically, I've read that it uh, lower or it makes the blood-brain barrier more permeable. Yeah, that too. You said mercine and lemonine. Well, mercine has a different effect, but lemonine specifically makes the blood-brain barrier more permeable, which uh, the blood-brain barrier is what keeps um, you know Certain bad toxins chemicals and, and toxins out of, out of your brain mm-hmm. that would otherwise not harm your body in that particular bloodstream, mm-hmm. um, but THC can get through. And it makes it easier for THC to pass through. Right. Mercine, on the other hand, is actually um, it's doesn't it make it last to, longer. It lasts longer. It's yeah, also a THC inhibitor. It 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 helps like slow the digestion of THC in your bloodstream. Yeah, it doesn't inhibit THC. What it does is it inhibits the metabolite that eats up THC. 
So your body's sure. ability to consume the THC and then, you know, your high is gone. Right. It's, it's slowed down by consuming mercine. And actually mercine is really prevalent in hops as well as mangoes. Yeah. So by consuming those things, you can actually increase your, uh, the high longevity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nice. By eating mangoes or like when we're drinking the IPAs with, with the dabs, like doing those dab marines, it makes the, that's what really adds to the high is the terpenes and everything that are in the beer are even then adding to the terpene mixtures that you're having in the weed or dabs. Yeah, I and definitely so it feel all it. entourages <laughs> together, you know what I mean? It's pretty yeah. cool. So the, it, oh, yeah. it kind of kind of takes on the word entourage as in like having the having having your like I guess the homies behind you, everybody that's in your clan, your group, your your thing. Um that's kind of affecting your yeah. your, you know, potential. Exactly. And uh like humulene um, that's one of my favorite tasting terps as well as it's a bronchial dilator. Mm. So it makes your, uh, like the bronchial tubes that, uh, absorb oxygen and everything mm-hmm. makes them, uh, you know, grow so you can get, you get a better breath. Interesting. Yeah. I've, I've, I've recently learned that caryophyllene, uh, beta caryophyllene has, um, uh, it binds to CB1 and CB2 receptors or binds to specifically CB2 receptors in a way that helps THC kind of help, uh, the, uh, absorption of cbd and things like that also can kind okay. of help with inflammation and, uh, and just help with the cbd effects as well um and that's kind of if so for instance if you don't have something that's high in cbd but something that's high in caryophyllene um it can be uh, a little bit of a similar effect to that uh, gotcha. similar thing too so, saying cool. that the caryophyllene will activate similar receptors to cbd uh, yes and kind of give okay that's cool and also if you have a lot of uh, like a lot of cbd in that smoke as well or in that ingestion of, of like that, amplify it yeah it will I did not know that. Good knowledge. But yeah. No, I, I would say like there's lots of studies and sciences and stuff kind of like that. All those things are uh, coming to a point, but I would say at this at this moment in time, not specifically uh, See, really I clear. Like, it, I feel like... Go ahead. There's a, I think there's a lot of science that backs up what we're saying, but the scientists weren't allowed to say that they knew this because of the laws. Yes. And I also feel like they weren't allowed to say this because of specific um, uh, propel, propulsion in their own industries. Uh for what the, what need what needs to go out yeah maybe it's law based but at the same time like uh, and 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 the and the science of pharmaceutical research and how these things kind of help we're talking about binding to CB2 receptors helping the inflammation and the the other effects that CB, CBD can potentially have on you have on you which is you know anxiety and all these other typ- typical things these uh, studies do not promote the uh, the welfare of the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry pharmaceutical industry that's true however. And when it comes filing. to terpenes specifically, those things could be isolated, mm-hmm. and they're coming from maybe a wide variety of plants, not just cannabis. So I think that terpenes isolated have actually been fairly well tested um, in some yeah, sense, I agree. just to see what their properties are, because the pharmaceutical company probably, or even uh, homeopathy, mm-hmm. you know, with like the aromatherapy we're talking about, would definitely seek out these channels. So I think there's probably more research in... Um, specifically terpenes, mm-hmm. um, and it's only kind of we're just we're just kind of like hippie science bridging a gap. The entourage sure. effect is yeah, more of our because I think that really that what you're talking about is true, and that cannabis, other than like places like Israel, and yep. now in some areas here, has mm-hmm. not really been able to go full on with tests. Right. right. So, exactly, yeah. and and see, and people don't realize that the reason these things weren't able to be tested is because of threats of federal funding being pulled. So like you have independent funding of somebody saying, Hey, I'm a billionaire and I want you to start testing weed. You dub. Mm-hmm. 
And then the government says, wait, if you start doing that, then we're not going to help pay for your football team Right, anymore. exactly. You know, and so there's things like that Jeez. that people don't realize are happening on the background. Then, And like a, a school like UW said, screw you, we're doing these little things on the low anyways ever mm -hmm. since the 80s. Whereas other schools were like, no, we're not going to risk it. Yeah. You know, and I, I still don't even know how much, you know, the UW stuff was... You know, I don't even know how legit it was. It always just feels like hearsay. You right. Know? It said that there's that, another uh, federal legalization or federal rescheduling proposal going through, which yeah. is awesome. That'd it's be got, awesome. Yeah, it's got like the backing of I think like 50 plus people, maybe around 50, um, which yeah, is which is pretty exciting because like even if it doesn't pass, I've heard more and more of proposals yeah. to right. reschedule it. And this particular one, uh, it has a five percent tax across the board for cannabis yeah, for a federal cool. tax. Which is going to drive a lot more incentive because you know, just as well as I do, that money is what drives the incentive of lawmakers. And that'd be phenomenal. So it looks like they're, they're this new marijuana schedule one to schedule three act, which is phenomenal. I recently just kind of learned about might, the, I, the I different schedulization like within the last 22 hours. I don't know if this is the same article because this is it was uh, from two months so, ago. Nick, will you also look up the uh, what what creates uh, what the scheduling uh, laws are for? Like, what what are the different classifications of schedule, scheduling? Because they they directly correlate between um, medical benefits. Um, I'll try to find that right. Uh, so article. schedule schedule one drugs drugs or substances or chemicals are defined as drugs with no currently accepted medical use and high potential for abuse. Some example some examples of this drug are heroin. Uh, lysergic acid, dimethyltryptamine, LSD, marijuana, um, ecstasy, damn, it's a long word, methylenoxymethamethamlamine. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, anyways, peyote is also on that list too. So schedule two, schedule two drugs are substances or chemicals that are defined as drugs with high potential for abuse with potentially leading to severe psychological or physical dependence. These drugs are also considered dangerous. Some examples schedule two drugs are a combination with less than 15 milligrams of hydrocodone per dosage, Vicodin, cocaine, uh, methylamine, methadone, uh, hydromorphine, meth, Mephrapine, mephrodine, <laughs> god damn it, dumerol and oxycodone. But anyways, one of the things on that list is cocaine. Cocaine is a Schedule II drug, so yeah. it actually has some kind of recognized medical. Uh, yeah, they use it benefits. as an eye anesthetic. Yeah, well, cocaine, mm. lidocaine, yep. novocaine, all those are cocaine derivatives. Okay, exactly. Right. Or so it's like it, synthesis from a synthesized from like a cocaine base or something. Well, no, they actually there's a, there's cocaine that's brought into this country yeah. by the government and you know, they separate the shit and the coca-cola company buys, buys all the, the non-active yeah all the yep. non-active stuff as flavoring for coca-cola still and then so, all of the uh cane part of it goes to no anyways and before, and all before those we get into that it's agents. crazy um schedule three drugs are substances or chemicals is defined as drugs with moderate low potential for physical or psychological dependence schedule three drugs are abuse potential less than schedule one and schedule two drugs but are more than schedule four drugs um some examples of schedule schedule three drugs are less than 90 milligrams of codeine per dosage tylenol with codeine ketamine anabolic uh, steroids and testosterone so these are things that are in your just daily daily prescription or like more or less uh it's interesting ketamine makes that list I mean, it's a widely used anesthetic, but it is. that's interesting. And I think it's kind of cool that it's on there, but that means that it's got a high. Uh, they uh, they they've used ketamine for uh, specific uh, studies. I just recently just read like heard things about this, but I can't remember anything right now. But yeah, they they do use that for medical. Uh, I want to say uh, depression, and I want to say that yeah, there's clinical <coughs> trials on uh, ketamine now. 
Yeah. It's uh it's been going on for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh so what I found was the vote to federally legalize marijuana planned in Congress. Um so a key congressional committee plans to hold a historic vote on a bill to end the federal prohibition of marijuana next week. Mm. Uh two sources of knowledge of soon to be announced actions said. But so if, hopefully if it's, it's real. I hope it's real and I hope it's it is going down from like one to something much much lower than one than one or two. Like I I I just don't think that it needs to be like there I mean, right. you're, you're still it saying it that would it specifically open up like loans for small cannabis businesses mm-hmm. um, because that's really in, uh, hard to do. It says uh, there would be a paid for um, there's a new federal 5% tax on marijuana sales. Um, so, yeah, interesting stuff. Hopefully something I mean, I don't, I don't want more taxes, but it does need to be rescheduled, I think, because then like, you know, tax write offs and all this kind of stuff for the, the businesses would have a lot easier time. Uh, doing their thing mm-hmm. and and making money and then they could actually maybe pay their fucking employees a little bit so that it could be a better living wage that you could look at as a you know a permanent fixture as actual cannabis absolutely yeah, as a cannabis career because that's yeah. really what i want me too but I, it's like i don't know where to find it right hmm. you know not a realistic one yet yeah, yeah speaking of i I said we we're this week we we're going to talk about the uh, Lowell Cannabis Cafe down there in West Hollywood. Looks like we ran out of time a little bit to really start in a whole new subject. Thing like yeah. that. I know we were just in the but, middle of uh, giving giving Brandon a pop quiz, yeah. <laughs> and then we got into three tangents, but that's right. okay. Exactly. So I'll uh, touch on that next week. It's pretty cool. I I looked all into that cannabis cafe, and it's it's pretty fucking dope. It's exactly what we're talking about. Like if you can make a weed career this is exactly where i'd want to be coming up like hey here's our selection for today are they gonna start doing dab bars again anytime they have a dab bar in there they do Uh, it's it's the shit it's the shit honestly it's cutting edge right now and it's really not cutting edge it's just now it's legal there right (laughs) sometimes i feel like i'd be the perfect person for a job like that right but Dude. it'd be so hard to explain to them. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. competition would be so fucking fierce. If you dude, well, I don't like, even know, I, it's dude. Like I already, like I, I don't even, I don't even want to fucking pander to you. I don't want to fight you. for it. Exactly. Yeah. Just I, look at like, me and know. You, <laughs> you owe me this job because of my fucking experience. Look at my mustache. <laughs> you better fucking ask somebody. That's all I want to say. <laughs> ask somebody. Right. Cousin Nate, Google me. You They'll know? tell you. I sells the weed. I sells it. You know, yeah. like, here's what I do. Come up to my dab bar. I'm going to look you in your eye deep into your dab soul and I'm going to serve you up properly. And you're going to walk away a happy person. That's right. That's, right. That's what a dab bro does. <laughs> Satisfaction. Exactly. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. How's that like? diamond? Diamond blunt over there. Um, I don't, it's good. <laughs> I haven't gotten quite to the diamonds. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm still on the kind of like rap skinny skinny mm-hmm. bit but it's getting there i i laced it up pretty heavy nice i really wanted to uh send it okay you know, there's at least like five or six for that clubs. last run yeah dude last we, there's like five Can or six we... brandon dabs in this bitch you guys want to roll up this chocolatina we got over here after we get done with this what the hell we're they're like we... on the edge of the the end and you gotta smoke you smoke this and then and let then me we'll know see. I don't know, Chocolatina. Man. I also had this Chocolate. exclusive joint. Uh, it's from a farm that I'm not exclusive. supposed to... No, I'm not supposed to name because it was gifted to me. And uh, yeah, he told me not to name it because he'll get in trouble. But For it's yeah, me. we're about to smoke this shit. And, All right. Yeah. It's like it's like a wreck. Huh? It's a wreck um, company? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Or it's just some backyard fucking... No, no, no. They're, they're, they're like... Uh, I-502 and like they have an extraction lab and like yeah okay yeah all right you got the plug 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want to like. Did I? After, yeah. See where you how you feel after this. All right, dude. Yeah, I'm waiting. That, we'll see where we're at. I'm excited. I'm trying to get to the oil. If I pass it now, I'll get it back, and it's like a crutch. So just a, a few more things before we sign out, just about uh, like rookie butt tenders or if you were looking to get your foot in the door in the industry and you didn't have any experience, um, like you said, it took about three months of steadily calling and that for was sure. you know just for Cushman's, which doesn't really hire people without experience. But um, whenever people come into the store and ask if we were hiring, and my one of my first questions to them was always, do you have industry experience? Mm-hmm. And then I try to let them down lightly if we don't hire without industry experience. But if you are looking for the, the to be in this industry, my uh, few things I would say is go to the stores that have a door person. And typically you're going to say door guy, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for the females out there. Yeah. But um, go to a store that has a door guy and apply for that position. I'd say that's the most entry level position in the industry. Um, second off, there are a few stores that hire without industry experience. And I've heard typically just based on those stores, a lot of them aren't the best to work for in the terms of they run through people a lot because they're not very experienced, very high turnover rate. They're not as interested in training you to bring you up to the next level. You know, the middle management wants to stay where they are. And if you want to just become the best bud tender in the place, then they're very happy for you to do that, but don't look to grow past that. So you get into one of those places, get your six months to a year of experience, then maybe move to a store that you already know you've already vibed with some of the bud tenders just as a customer, you know, maybe that's a good way to go about it. And then um, my third thing that I tell would tell people who are coming in interested without industry experience would be to go literally on Craigslist. Indeed. Um, Those are the number. Those are the two that I really think that off the top of my head and you can get a job doing um, trimming, packaging, those type of things are a lot of industry no experience um needed things yeah linkedin is you. another good one too. LinkedIn? Yeah. yeah okay i did i did give brandon that that, that recommendation <laughs> the first time around because we ended up hiring a person that didn't work out so it was yeah. like i recommend that you do a the a b and c um, right and so that way you know you have all of a sudden a, an experience in the cannabis industry on your resume that you can come in with and say hey i did this for the last nine months dealing with cannabis in these types of ways and you know whatever whatever and i think those are probably my three biggest ways for people to try to get into the industry as somebody new with this being like a a newbie newbie industry type theme podcast you know so how does the the question raises then i I guess if if you haven't uh been able to do like let's say you you try to do all those things but yet nothing happens do you do you just give up or do you just uh wait till the next kind of like season i do think that there are certain like uh you know what i would say because i've seen it before just keep going shopping. Just keep buying. We be a be a consumer, mm-hmm. and keep ha- and start a relationship with your bud tender. And don't be a corny consumer because a lot of people try to come off like know it alls. Mm-hmm. But just be like a just be an intelligent consumer. Sure, you know, like like ask the right questions, um, try different things. You know, hone it in. And if you really can take suggestions, yeah, take suggestions. And then it comes down to a point like if you as a consumer are able to smoke and digest more weed than sometimes even the butt tenders can like because you said it's hard and you're a dabber to even try all this stuff Mm -hmm. you can even as a consumer 
with just being a just just enjoying cannabis can get a leg up on even what they know about their product and it, they'll know that yeah and if you have the ability to communicate well mm-hmm. you're going to you know you can't you can't be a shy guy <laughs> and you also don't want to be a loudmouth but you need to be able to communicate well mm-hmm. so that they know that like yeah we could put this guy behind the behind the you know rail here or whatever and and they would be able to serve customers just well and they seem to know a whole lot about cannabis Mm -hmm. they're never uh you know coming in here with with you know a corny attitude or or weird people or yeah they you know i mean maybe they like tip well or what not even about tip well but you know what i'm saying like just like you can you can tell within genuine interactions Mm -hmm. when customers are dope and if you build that rapport you're probably going to have a like higher standing even if you don't have the 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 resume yeah because you have a personal resume yeah if you got like you can you can divulge like hey man i am a fucking cannabis uh, enthusiast, advocate, you know what I mean? I, I follow the the hype on this shit for yeah, the longest time. That's how Jordan got the job. That, and that's exactly what got me thinking about it. I was like, mm-hmm. that dude just like, he grew up around weed. Right. So he had a personal experience just yep. like you did. You've been smoking since you're 14. That's a lot of personal experience. A lot yeah. more than a lot of these people who work behind the counter. Sure. Right. Myself included. I mean, I'd have to say like, again, I started smoking weed like seriously back in 2014. That fucking, the dabs in there just kicked it back to the sativa world for me just cutting through the mix mm-hmm. it's like that all right that's why so how's got... everybody feeling honestly i'm feeling pretty good like i i'd have to agree with you now that you said that but what what i'd say is that um i just feel nice and stony yeah. um i would say that i feel kind of even now maybe it doesn't make me feel like i'm any one way or the other yeah, you're right definitely. though like the lights are all fucking bright again <laughs> <laughs> the lights are bright but my body's way more chill yeah i don't feel like the like i'm not trying you know? to drum on my fucking lap right now Yep. Right now is where, if if there was a strain that made you feel like this, this is what I call video game weed or documentary weed. Mm-hmm. There's three different categories that it's put this like weed. We we built a, gorilla glue out of this blunt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I call it great conversation weed, video game weed, or documentary weed, where your body is just chill. You don't want to do much, but your brain is still right there firing to where you're engaged. Like you, yeah, to yeah. where like you know in the evening when you're chilling with you know four or five people like we're doing right here. Mm-hmm. You'd be able to have a good conversation and not get lost in it too much, but also get a little bit silly with it. That's my favorite feeling. Yeah. I would call that like sedated, but engaged. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because I like a little bit of sedation because I feel like I'm or I'm kind of high strung. Yeah. So Cam it works. puts me in that world quite a bit. That's my favorite strain. And like Starkiller <laughs> is just like a bunch of fucking crazy shit. And then Chemdog. Yeah. You know, we're smoking Camelation Man, bunch of Chem. How are you like, feeling, Brandon? I'm pretty good, yeah. Um, I'm honestly feeling the alcohol the most. Like, I'm not a big drinker, so like, yeah, definitely a little buzzed over here. Oh yeah, <laughs> these imperial stouts have a little bit of, have a little bit of time climbing on top of you sometimes. What's the yeah. percentage on that wood stout? I wood know stout's it's, going it's for like eleven, high. I think. Good. Yeah, yeah. These are not weak beers. Eleven point five. Oh okay. That, oh shit. So eleven point five. That's why I'm feeling so good. All right. They're like double the percent of any kind of like regular beer. Yeah, six I'm definitely feeling Budweiser good. or something like that. <laughs> but um, when you split, you know. Well, I, I would say at this point we now we probably we've probably all had a beer. Or, yeah, we yeah. probably all had a beer at this point. Okay. I'm definitely feeling it too, but I think that's the empty stomach. True. I'm like I'm experienced and I'm still like whoa. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So I'm just right. Nate, what's in your captain's cupboard? Uh, let's see. Right now, I'm still smoke. Man, I haven't bought no weed. I've just been smoking on the same stuff. Like I said, I just got done with the Star Killer from Doghouse. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of headband left from Doghouse. Oh, I did buy an eighth of Falcon Nine from. Um, 
uh, green and gold, green, green and gold, gold good exotic stuff. genetics. And at first, and you guys both said it was really good. So, and like, I'm pretty broke right now. So mm. buying this eighth was like, okay, this is motherfuckers got to yeah. last me. Right. And I took, and I, so I'm just doing like bong hits really, you know, also I'm waiting for my front toast mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens then. I'll probably be smoking my blunts. Uh-huh. Anyways, I took one bong hit of it and I was like, hmm. This is just all right. And then I took another bong hit of it because, you know, I usually got to take two. And I'm talking like full bong bowls, you know what I mean? Took the second one. And then I was like, oh, okay, there it is. And then I was feeling really, really good. But it did take two bong bowls for me to get that feeling. Dude, we just. it was really good. Okay, so this is a small thing. And I'm not smoking on this right now. I don't mean to interrupt you. We just got three different finos of LA Kush Cake. Four, five, and seven. Yeah. Okay. I heard. Wow. I heard they're going to roll with number six. (laughs) <laughs> holy fuck dude so <laughs> all uh, right but Let's four five and seven out. are out right now i do love that weed dude and like so like talking about that feeling la kush cake yeah. right there like i was like one bong bowl not really not like it kind of put me in that one spot second bong bowl i felt it just infiltrate my fucking brain right and just <laughs> get me all the way there and i was like so yep that, that's all i need that, that i'm excited and tina both from green gold headband um skunk gmo dabs i'm down to probably got one dab left of that butterscotch wedding cake that i absolutely love i've been just like taking little cr- it's just diamonds so i've just been taking little crumbs and adding yep. it to whatever other dab and then i got a bunch of just generic ass garbage dabs all right that's about it what about you naughty what's in your cabin's cupboard uh so you know i'm naughty that's kind of what i heard too i i have i had i had a, I had a thing you know clearly I was like, ah, yeah, I've been called worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, fuck, I'm like kind of getting to the end of my stash. So I just killed some Camelation Man. I'm always on that Star Killer. It's just like always in there. Uh, I got some of that wedding cake that tested 13%, but yeah, it's full dude, of fucking so seeds like a motherfucker. It is. Um, it tastes it's a really good. Smoke, good. Though. Yeah, it tastes good. good. If you just get like, past be seeds, careful. If you, if you smoke it's a like seed, it's going to ruin your smoke. Um, what else? Uh, oh, dude, Cos- on, a Cosmic Kush from Constellation has been like the clear winner right now. Oh, dude, it's dude, good. Every time I smoke that, I'm just like, this is fucking dope. And I've been reading more. So it's uh, Cosmic Bubba Kush is the full name. And it's okay. pre-98 Bubba Kush crossed with something called Lavender AM Core. And I was like, what the fuck is Lavender AM Core? Because it tastes and smells so much like lavender. Okay. What they did is they crossed lavender with an Amnesia Super Silver Haze Mix. Wow. Interesting. So they made what I think, like, I don't know this for sure, but I was like, AM. I'm like, oh, this is fucking breakfast lavender. That's what I put together. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not certain that the, this is well, just AM hippie for amnesia. fucking like, Right. Well, that could be too. Yeah, amnesia. Yeah, that could be too. <laughs> That's immediately what I would thought with it. Yeah. But it's it's a really good, it's it's apparently a 70-30 indica sativa. It's fucking dope. It's really good it's weed. It's really good. I, um, I bought an eighth of that, uh, I want to say, before the orange label. So it's still the blue label. I don't really know. They said they, they I asked them what the labels mean. They don't yeah. fuck. They, don't, they said and nothing. Their packaging looks like it's something out of the fifth element. Dude, it looks so it's good. So nice. It's so great. good. Yeah. It lets a lot cylinder? of light in, but it, yeah. cylinder, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I just finished off some score dabs. Finished off mm. the French toast and Thug Life. That was really nice. Nice. Dab oh, yeah. wedding cake, uh, lifted oil. Yeah, I did just finish the mint chocolate chip from Scored too. Um, oh, Tina. I've been smoking a go. decent amount of Tina. It's funny, too, because you open that jar, and it smells like n- almost nothing. Almost uh. like hay, like bunko weed. And then you chop it up with the scissors for a blunt, and when you taste it, it's just like perfect Kush Terps. I'm just like, I'm so fucking satisfied. Last time I nice. bought two eighths and just like, ugh, it's just, I love it. Oh, That's, yeah. It's good weed. It's yeah. really good weed. Oh, yeah. What about you, Brandon? What are you smoking on right now? 
Uh, well, I brought this over, so some swamp thing, and then I also got some cynics from uh, Sticky Frog. Nice. Um, Talk um, about old school, old medi shit, right? Yeah, um, I just like it because it's super high in uh, THC, um, really high in terps too. It's almost got thirteen percent of terps on it. Nice. Um, I'm smoking GMO from Dabstract. Yes. Um, winner, dude. Winner, winner. Where'd you get that? Love GMO. Um, hyperbole. Okay. Yeah. Right. Man. Yeah. I like that you shop around. Yeah. That's that's good on you. Mm-hmm. That says more almost to just your being a cannabis advocate and and like into the scene than it does just what like is behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes down to it, in the long run, that'll be better for your whole resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than just somebody who knows everything because they they buy a gram every night and try one you know smoke. Like right. That's great for yourselves in that in, in that, in that store, particular store. But for store. your general cannabis knowledge, but for your general cannabis knowledge, yeah. If you branch out, and just the fact that you understand Fire Bros back from the medical days, like to mm-hmm. me, if I had been interviewing you, I'd be like, oh fuck it, he already knows. Yeah, he's gonna, you know, he'll fit right in. Right. Mm-hmm. Anything else you're smoking on? Except for that criminal record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk more about that. No. Uh, I just uh, uh, finished a joint of the um, OG Chem by. Fat Panda, Fat Panda too. Yeah, yep. another winner. That was pretty good. Especially for um, the price. Yeah, dude. OG Cam is still a great smell. Solid. Yeah, yeah. super mm-hmm. good. The White tar, uh, Tara, Tara by Tara, uh, yeah. Harmony Farms. Yeah. That was pretty good. I really like that one. Really? Harmony grows good weed. I like their LHEs a lot. That's one of my favorites from them. Yeah. Oh, the and confidential also... Confidential Cheese or whatever. Yeah. Also, that Is, is that what that is? Yeah, Confidential Cheese. Okay. If you, if you, yes, but it is LA Confidential. Yeah, Look at that packaging close. It's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a creepy sales guy with his, his coat extended mm. where like you think it'd be like a bunch of stolen watches in there or drugs, but it's a bunch of different cheese cuts. He's <laughs> like, welcome <laughs> to the fucking cheese. I got and a grater. Hey, and, a, a grater and a grater, yeah, like he's going to put that shit on salad. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's got it. He's got you. right into your mouth. So out of control. Yeah. What you smoking on, Cam? Right now? So, okay. So, I still got the uh, some of the black market smoke. I got some Sunset Sherbet that's, that's kind of been holding me over for flavor-wise. I got the rainbow chip as well. Um, I've been dabbing on the Delato from, uh, Amber Brick. I don't know. They, they, Amber Brick's a processor, so they get a lot of source material from somewhere else. I don't okay. know where that comes from, but it was, it's a great smoke. It's gassy, cushy a little bit, um, has a bit of that. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's a really good smoke. I only have a little bit of that left now. Um, a little bit of purple OG rosin came across that in, in a sample. Um, and then, uh, the, let's see. Flower wise, I think I, I just finished up again more mint chocolate chip, uh, sunset sherbet, Ewok from Fire Bros. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been what I've been dab what I've dabbing and smoking on right now. Hell yeah! Right on, right on. Well, shit, thanks Brandon for coming on. For sure, no Appreciate problem. That. I, honestly, it's an awesome yeah. experience. Honestly, yeah, Fuck yeah. Dude. Uh, do you feel <laughs> twisted? Oh, definitely. I'm fucking pretty <laughs> lit right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been smoking all day, but like, yeah, after this, this is pretty good. Yeah. Cool. I, like I get it. it. Yeah. I'm, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of the general, like the whole thing? What do you, uh, what is it, you know, you about it? It's honestly are you gonna, are you pretty cool. Like, in? I wasn't, yeah, definitely. Like, honestly, like I probably will. Like I just started following you guys on Instagram and all that. But, what? uh, so how would I actually like tune in? Is it iHeartRadio? Like what, which um, one is it? We got Spotify, Spotify, uh, iTunes. Stitcher, iTunes. 
We have total of nine different platforms. Those are the top three that I know of. Right. Apple. Um, I know for a fact, yep. if you go to Anchor or download the Anchor app, I think I told you this at work, but like if you do that, that's that's the free source. Okay. Yeah. Like, Stitcher's free too. That's the one I recommend Apple the most. Apple one is free. I just tell people to Google Twist and Talk, and if they do, usually the first one to come up is Apple Play or some shit. Okay. And you can See, just stream it right off of that. That's so satisfying. It, it's so satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I'm like, Google Twist and Talk. Like just a little in there. And, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we've got 33 other entities. I have a Galaxy or whatever, so I, the iTunes isn't for me. Same. So we've been developing it's a catalog just on Google. for Google. It's just a oh, fucking okay. click away. All right. Because I, I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, so I do it all on just the Stitcher podcast mm-hmm. app. For sure. Oh, yeah. But if you have Spotify, that's not, yep. yeah, I don't know. Okay. But yeah, that's the that's the way to find us. But yeah, thanks for coming on. this fun. You want to yeah, give your awesome. uh, Instagram one more time so you've... You yeah, want to watch uh, it? See four slabs. Yeah, right. Yeah. See them fucking slabs. <laughs> four two five underscore shit. dabbed Sorry. out. Uh, no, you're fine. Uh, underscore seven ten. So yeah. Four right. two five underscore dabbed out. Yep. Underscore seven ten. Yeah. And the thing about that seven ten, if y'all don't know, because there's a lot of people that are like, the fuck are people talking about with the seven ten? It's uh, it's the word oil, oil upside, upside down. down. Yeah. 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 Type that shit in your calculator and look at it upside down like it's boobs on the 808. That's right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hell. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. So this is Nate. Monty. And Cam. Keep Keep it it twisted, twisted, y'all.